Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. He's gone, and they're not thrilled about it. We'll get to that in just about a minute. But right now, as always, it's time to say, Wake up, America! Wake up, wake up, wake up! There you go. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, that'll get you up. There we go. It is Fox Sports Sunday. He's Brian No. I'm Andy Furman. We're broadcasting live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios. When you switch to Farmers Insurance, you could save a bundle. All you have to do is call 1-888-FARMERS. Get a quote today. We are farmers. All right, and away we go now to introduce my friend, my partner, the brains of the outfit, the genius in the studio. Yes, he certainly is the one, the only, Mr. Brian No. Hello, baby. Smells like ball. How's it going, Andy Furman? You are a bundle of energy. You are raring to go. I like it. You've taken your five-hour energy, your nine cups of coffee, you know, I think nine pots of coffee. I was a little off on that one. but I have not coffee since coffee. Tuesday of this week. I'm not a coffee drinker, really. Really not. But that's I don't know okay. what it is. Maybe it was an eight ball. Maybe I messed that up. It was an eight ball instead of cup. Uh, yeah, I didn't it must realize be something. meth was as affordable as it is. Oh, wow. There we go. By the way, we have a new member of our family. Uh, maybe today, maybe from now on. Who knows? He must have drawn the short straw. I get it. I understand. Bo, Mr. Bo. How do you like that, Bo Benson? Introducing Bo Benson. How are you, Bo? You never know what Welcome. to say. Good Mass morning, guys. How's it going? Good. You don't sound too pleased being with us. I, I get it. <laughs> I understand. It's all right. It's okay. I mean, it's better He is the to yin to your yang is basically what it's how it's working out, you know? Well, you, you, Andy, you sound like you stuck your finger into a light socket, you know? Yeah. And Bo was just like, dude, I'm just getting the crust out of my eyes right now, you know? Well, we try. I mean, look, I mean, we're happy to have him, another member of our family, and he'll learn the ropes through us. Because we're like, you know, basically the, the training ground, right? That we, we, we make stars here. That's what we do. They move on to bigger and better things because Vinay is big time now, I guess. He may not come back. I, I don't know. We'll know later in the week, I'm sure. You know what's funny is I'll tell you a brief story because it reminds me of Bo and our other producers, right? Right. So one of my friends, uh, Chris, I went to college with this guy. We're from the same hometown. And so uh, we barely knew each other. And he had a girlfriend in South Bend. So at the beginning, he was like, hey, man, can I get a ride home? I would go home every now and then. I'm like, yeah, sure. So we barely knew each other. I would look over at Chris because I'm listening to my Slayer and all my crazy heavy metal music, and I would just say the lyrics at times. I would look at him and be like, we don't need your war. And that's it. I would give him this weird little head nod, and he would slowly look from me to like out the passenger window like, this dude is freaking crazy. I'm just thinking of that as it pertains to our producers, where we throw him in the deep end, and right, a guy right. like Bo Benson is like, Bronx Talk Radio, these guys are maniacs. What have I gotten myself into, right? Like, from their perspective, 
it's a it takes a little bit of getting used to, you know, our little style going on here. Andy. I'm going to turn that around a little bit. Maybe he volunteered to be with us, knowing that we are somewhat nope. creative. No, okay. <laughs> no, nope. right. no. All right, all right. I just, just I try to put a positive spin on it, but I guess not. Hey, by the way, I just want to throw this out there because I know Brian Friendly is a big man in the world of tennis. He does it on TV. He's a tremendous guy. And every Saturday, I have a a little thing that I do. I, I really enjoy it. The New York Times on Saturday has a quiz on page two, and this week they had a question, and I wanted to run it by, I guess, the, the, the staff here, but I think it's, maybe Brian will know the answer. I'm going to run the question by here. Naomi Osaka, she beat Serena Williams in the semifinal at the Australian Open. This denying Williams a shot to win a record-tying 24th Grand Slam singles title. Who holds this record? I'll give you the choices. Bjorn Borg, Margaret Court. Margaret Court. There yeah. you go, Ben! I, I, wow, Andy. I'm impressed. I mean, I'm impressed. Andy, that is the worst question yeah. you've ever asked before. Who do you think I am, Andy? Jeez. Well, that, just, I'm surprised Daddy. you followed up like, all right, <laughs> one man has won seven Super Bowls. Here are the choices. Right. Charles Haley. You know what? I'm there's Terry Bradshaw, Tom Brady, and in comes I Brian Fenley. Tom Brady, and you're like, whoa! Wow, you got it! Didn't even hesitate. I didn't even give you the other choices. Two choices. You got it on two choices. One. Wow. Okay. All right. Last but not least, I may want to make a comment if I can, because maybe you think I'm out of my mind. Then maybe I am. But yesterday I turned the TV on. I wanted to see this game from Lake Tahoe, the NHL game. It was a Vegas against Colorado, and they pushed it back because the ice started to melt. So I'm watching Gary Bettman, the commissioner of the NHL, being interviewed. All right. He's interviewed, and he says, "This this is a quote. I'm not so certain it's verbatim, but I I jotted it down." This is what he said. It was cloudy all over except where the sun shines. What the hell does that mean? It was cloudy all over except where the sun was? The sun's always out there. They're covered by clouds. He could have said it a little better, really. I agree. He could have said it a lot better. But we get what he was trying to say. I get get what he was saying, but rather awkward. Rather awkward. And he said it twice to Mike Tirico. <laughs> it was, I, I said, wow. I called my wife and said, listen to this. This is the commissioner of the National Hockey League, right? Cloudy right. Well, he could have said it better. Like, it seemed to be, you know, cloudy everywhere but where the rink was. That would make more sense. But, well, he could have uh, said the sun was beating down the rink. Forget the clouds. That's all you got to do. The clouds didn't upset the game. The sun did. All right, move on. All right. No big deal. I was, wow, I Andy. Amused. I don't know, man. I was amused like, by that. Yeah, I just th- this could be a reality show, you know, really? where it's just like <laughs> a day in the life of being around Andy Furman. Oh no! I'm just curious that. how you behave because I can just picture you reading the New York Times and just slapping the the newspaper down and just what? What is this? What is the meaning? Of, what is he saying? Like I could just picture you doing do that. that. I'm gonna wait. smack you from here to tomorrow. <laughs> And I really do that. But we move on now because one of the biggest stories this week, maybe the biggest story of the week, Philadelphia Eagles finally unloaded. I'm not going to say they traded. They unloaded Carson Wentz to the Colts on Thursday. So how did they feel about it? They weren't too happy. And why would they be? Because they're selling basically a stock that is rather low. Rather low. They traded into the Colts for a third-round pick in 2021 and a conditional second-round pick in 2022, which could become a first-rounder based on Wentz's playing time. Unbelievable, really. And they're not happy. What did they expect? They wanted to get what the, I guess, what uh, Matthew Stafford got? Ain't happening. Well, the Stafford situation was a special case. We all get that, right? Where the Rams were desperate. They were trying to get out from the Jared Goff situation. Uh, Similar in a way because he was signed to a big money deal, as Wentz was. But it was going to take a lot to get 
Matthew Stafford. They were absolutely desperate. So it's different where they had a team that the the Rams had a team. I'm sorry. Yeah, the the Lions had a team that was really really desperate to get somebody. Right. And he wasn't stinking up the joint nearly as bad as Carson Wentz was. So Goff's, uh, it, it was a different situation than Carson Wentz. And um, that's why it was, you know, two first round picks and a third rounder and Jared Goff to get Matthew Stafford. Stafford is a better quarterback at this stage, right? He's been playing better. So the price tag was going to be higher. It's not the same situation. I can understand why the Eagles would want to get a return the way that the Lions did, but that was just never going to happen. Right, but they held out, and they tried very be- They tried their best to do so, but I guess the only team that really bit were the Indianapolis Colts. I guess that's based on uh, Frank Reich, the Frank Reich connection who coached uh, him uh, basically years ago. But I-, I guess he coached Wentz, and the relationship that they had, I guess Frank Reich believes that he could bring him back to life, I guess. Well, of course, that's what he's thinking. Uh, Carson Wentz, look, he was brutal last year. He was awful, but he was sacked 50 times. The offensive line was bad. That's not a good Philly roster right now at all, and that matters. I think that Phillip Rivers is the best example of this, where if you look at Phillip Rivers two years ago with the Chargers, he threw 20 interceptions. He threw 23 touchdowns, 20 interceptions. He had a brutal year. And then he went to the Colts, and he was much better. So I look at Carson Wentz. He was an MVP candidate in 2017. He wasn't that bad in 2018 and 2019. You look at his 2019 season, 27 touchdowns, 7 interceptions. Mm-hmm. And it was a mash unit at wide receiver. He was he had just dudes out there that were moonlighting as Cheesecake Factory waiters, you know? And he was still pretty good. It was just last year the wheels came off the tracks. But I think a change of scenery, much better offensive line, good running game. Jonathan Taylor was third in the NFL in rushing. So he's got a lot more to work with. I think that's going to do Carson Wentz a whole lot of good. I'll tell you what, I wouldn't want to play poker with the general manager of the Colts, Chris Ballard, because he didn't blink, he didn't budge, and they knew, and he knew that Philadelphia was asking for the house, and he didn't do it. He just said, hey, you know, wait, I'll wait, I'll wait, and he did, and I guess he got what he wanted. So, you know, credit to Chris Ballard, the GM of the Colts. Yeah, but listen, Andy, it's, it goes back to, I don't think that Chris Ballard, you know, swindled the Eagles or he offered something that was way lower than what other teams were offering. You know what I mean? Like, right, right. He bought low on a guy that had promise and still does, but was way more productive than his last season. His stock plummeted and uh, Chris Ballard was able to get him for a reasonable price. You know, we always fixate on the, the price for the Rams to get Matthew Stafford, but if you look at the Carolina Panthers, they made an offer for Matthew Stafford also, and it was much lower. They offered their eighth overall pick, Teddy Bridgewater, and a fifth round pick. Like that's that's way lower than two first rounders, a third rounder, and Jared Goff. So not every offer was as big as the Rams offer for Matthew Stafford. So I think there's this misperception that the league was willing to give up what the Rams did to get Matthew Stafford. And that's just not true. Right. No, you're right there. You know, two years on the Frank Reich, 
according to statistics right now, Carson Wentz went 18 and 11 as a starter, 11 and two start in 2017. Then he went down with that injury. So I guess there's some hope there. And I guess Frank Reich believes that he can. But I do say it's, it's a step down, obviously, from Philip Rivers. Big step down. I don't believe that at all. Philip Rivers why. was good last year. He Very wasn't anything good. electric. He wasn't spectacular. He's like, he was good. He threw Real 24 good. touchdowns, 11 picks. Passer rating was 97. Like, that's that's good. It's not anything to write home about. It's not electric. It's not like, no. whoa, look at this guy. He's unbelievable. Like he, I think that Carson Wentz, although he stunk to the high heavens last year, I do think this is a much – I know it's a much better situation, and I look for him to be much better. I don't know that he shoots up to a top-five quarterback in the league, but I think getting away from Philly, playing in the in the shadow of Nick Foles over there, to get away from that, I think it's a protection. big deal. And getting right. protection, that's the key. I mean, you look at quarterbacks. Quarterbacks basically have their careers turned around when they have protection in front of them. That's where it's all about. Look, we, look at the Super Bowl. Look what happened in the Super Bowl with Kansas City. Sure. He wasn't, his two offensive linemen were down. You know, that's it. Yeah, it was curtains, right? And that's the best quarterback in the game. Patrick Mahomes, he still found a way to, to play well, but he didn't play a normal Patrick Mahomes type game. Exactly. So, yeah, the, the protection up front matters a whole lot. And Carson Wentz, you could tell he had happy feet. It had a lot to do with his inaccuracies. I'm not going to put it all on the offensive line. A lot of it's still on him. But when you have a legit offensive line in front of you, that's a huge deal. And he's going to have that. I'd like to see him do well. I really would. You know, I mean, uh, I, I like the Colts. I think they have a good be- a nucleus of a, of a team right there. They're not a Super Bowl team, but I think they could be very competitive and go deep in the playoffs. And they almost did that last year. You know, Phillip Rivers almost brought them back in that playoff game. But uh, we'll see what happens. But I, I'd love to see, really, I'd love to see Philadelphia get burnt because that's a dysfunctional franchise. That's why I want to see Carson Wentz do well. Well, I disagree with you again because I think <laughs> the Colts are Super Bowl contenders. This idea of like, eh, oh no, I can't. Why not? Right? Like, I put them right in the pecking order there, where you well, look, they, they were eleven and five without extraordinary quarterback play last season. But we got to see the quarterback play with Wentz. That's the key. I mean, has he degenerated so much that he can't come back? That's the big question mark. I mean, if he gives you some adequate performance, that's all you need: adequate performance and don't throw the ball away. They can be Super Bowl contenders. Yes, I agree there. Uh, I think they are. Uh, but I, yes, I hear you. It's all. Well, a lot of it traces back to Wentz. Is this the, you know, the 2017 through 2019 version? You can work with that. You can win with that with a good supporting cast. Is this the 2020 version? It's like, oh, gosh, I don't know if you're making the playoffs. But I think you're going to see more of the earlier version of Wentz instead of the 2020 version. I still think the guy has a lot of talent. I hope you're right. By the way, you can make your own opinion to us on Twitter at the No Show. NOE show at Andy Furman FSR. That's Twitter. 24 7. We're always open. 877 on Fox is our phone number. That's 877 996 We have Bronx Talk Radio with the amazing Chris P in this hour. Hour number two, we're going to have bottom barrel betting. And hour number three, Brian No gives you nose picks. So what are you waiting for? Hang around. Get another cup of coffee. Enjoy us today. Really. By the way, we may be looking at a first. For this team. That's next. Anyway, I started blasting. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. 
Juan Gabriel, Juan Gis, Selena, Selena, Celia Cruz, Azúcar, Carol G, La Bichota, Cristina Aguilera, Extina, just to name a few. We're serving the whole story from rags to riches and all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Could this be the end? We'll explain in just about a minute. 21 minutes past the hour. This is Fox Sports Sunday. He's Brian No, I'm Andy Furman. We're live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios. Call Farmers today for a quote. All right, here we roll right now. And, and this is an interesting story, B, because uh, I think you and I got into it a couple of weeks ago about Big Ben Roethlisberger. I said he was finished. And now, for the first time in more than 15 years, the Pittsburgh Steelers are heading into the offseason with a big question of quarterback. And I'll say, no, it's not a question of quarterback because I think he could still play. I think it's a question of money. That's the problem because Big Ben said he wants to return. The team has been noncommittal about bringing him back. And he's got a salary of 41.2 mil. And that cap is going to hit for the 2021 season for the Steelers. They want to reduce it. I don't blame them, but I don't blame Ben for wanting to play. Right. Like, that's his cap hit. That's not what he's right. making. But his right. cap hit is, yeah, in the $41 million range, which is crazy. Like, <laughs> you can't have that. You're going to have to have it a lot lower. And we'll see if they can come to an agreement. Big Ben, we'll see if he's walking the walk. He's talked the talk of like, hey, you know, money, no big deal. It's The Pittsburgh Steelers are like, okay, well, let's – Let's prove it, it yeah. then. Like, right. <laughs> so I just look at it this way where I think that Big Ben is sort of in the J.J. Watt territory, meaning this. I think J.J. Watt, there's a lot more tread on his tires than there is with Big Ben. Right. But I think a lot of people just compare those players to themselves. And you can fall into the trap real easily to say, J.J. Watt, he's not what he once was. He's not racking up 20 sacks a season like he did in 2012 and 2015. And it's like, okay, right. He's not the same guy, but he's still productive. Yes, he's he still is. valuable. And I think to a lesser extent, it's still similar with Big Ben where he's not what he once was. But the guy threw 33 touchdowns and 10 picks last year. Like, he's not broken. He's not the worst quarterback in in the NFL. And there are a lot of people that make him out to be one of the worst in the NFL. He's not. It's just they're falling into the trap of comparing him to what he was at his peak. It's not just right. about that. It's about how does he stack up among other quarterbacks in the NFL. And he's an average guy, but let's not make him sound like he's the 30th or 31st starting quarterback in the NFL. He's not. He's better than that. And he's a future Hall of Famer. We know that as well. But I will, but I will say this. You mentioned about people saying the comparisons of things like that. One of these people is Ike Taylor, his former teammate. He says that he should retire. 
And I got some quotes here from Mike Taylor, who basically said it on TMZ the other day. I think Ben should just shut it down. And the reason why I think Ben should shut it down is because he's done everything he possibly can, which I think is a foolish statement. I mean, if he's if he done everything he possibly can, really, no one has done everything he possibly can. If he won two Super Bowls, he wants to win three. Anybody would. So I think if he's got gas in the tank, which I think he does, I think he should play. Now, is he going to take a pay cut? That remains to be seen. He's going to have to. Uh, if he wants to play. There. That's yeah. Going, yeah, That needs to take place. But, yeah, it's just one of these. Look, Tom Brady is another example of this. Now, people are going to hear this and be like, Big Ben's not Tom Brady. I know, but just work with me here. Yeah, what he A did. lot of people fell into the trap before last season began of look comparing Tom Brady in 2020 to Tom Brady earlier in his career, the 2007 version of Tom Brady when he's throwing 50 touchdown passes. And it became, he's not what he once was. And it's like, okay, but he's still good. Like, instead of just comparing one player to his peak in yesteryear, look at what they're doing here and now. And I always thought the evaluation of Tom Brady was off, and 2020 proved it. That a lot of people jumped the gun again saying that he was done. Why did they do that? Because they fell into the trap of comparing Brady to Brady at his peak. And although Big Ben is not Tom Brady, I'm not saying that. He's not the two-time Super Bowl champion and the guy that was at his peak anymore. But he can still play well. He's capable of playing good football. It's just they look at his shortcomings instead of his strengths because of what he has accomplished in the past. That's what's happening here. And the funny thing is, continuing with Ike Taylor, what he had to say, he says, you're setting the team back a year or two or three if he comes back. He says, the reason I think you're setting them back is because you've seen the progression in Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow before he got hurt, and Baker Mayfield. So we're talking about three young quarterbacks in one division who you're going to pick last. And I don't think that's fair or true because to me, a guy's got experience, the guy's still got some gas in the tank, and what he's got to do is get the Pittsburgh's Steals back to a good, strong running game, which they've always been known to do, and they haven't been doing that for the last two years. Well, that's a good point by you. What Finally! You... Finally, I got one. Hey, Took hey, weeks. You, you settle it down. Settle it down. Right? All, right, all right, all right, all right. This is your own fault, Andy Furman. I, I, I know, I know. you got to make good points for me to say you, you made a good point. You know what I mean? Like, this yeah, is straight back to you. You take responsibility over here. Um, Julian Edelman. Yeah. These nuts! Look at some of the other quarterbacks in the game, and if you said, take away their running game, what are they left with? Like, there are a lot of quarterbacks that would be much lesser QBs if they didn't have a strong running game. Sure. And that was the identity of the Steelers for so many years, and they didn't have that. Of course there's a trickle-down effect impacting the passing game. It all ties together. So that is completely glossed over, and it's just... Big Ben, Big Ben, Big Ben. He's the focal point. You know, it's a great point by you, but I also look at this with Ike Taylor. Who's what they're they're holding the, the fran- Big Ben's holding the franchise back because Mason Rudolph is just ready to take off. Like really? Right. Like if they should be drafting a quarterback and trying to find the next guy because Ben is at the end here. But Ben isn't holding the franchise back from moving on. That's not what's happening. And I'll tell you right now, when push comes to shove, Big Ben will get his money. Big Ben will play simply because what you said, Mason Rudolph is not ready to sit in the big chair. Nor will he may never be ready to do that. No, he, no I just you can't expect Mason Rudolph to be the quarterback of the future. No, I think you, you got to go with that's why Big else. Ben's he's sitting pretty. I mean, really, I think he'll get his money. 
And, and honestly, I think he'll be the quarterback next year for the Steelers. Yeah, well, that's the other interesting part, Andy, is like you start looking at the quarterback landscape, and Big Ben could absolutely play hardball and be like, what are you guys going to do if it's not right. me? You know, I don't think you he's going to ask me. for top dollar, but he's going to take a bit of a haircut. But there's going to get to a point where Big Ben is going to say, well, if not me at this number, which is reasonable, then who? <laughs> who are you going with? Right. So it'd be interesting to see how it plays out. I expect him back there. He's going to take a bit of a haircut. But uh, I don't know. That's the whole point. When you start looking at, all right, well, where else do we turn to? If you're not going to go all in and like get a Deshaun Watson, I don't see that happening. Well, then who? Who's your guy? And all of a sudden, you start looking around the landscape, and you're like, oh, gosh, Ryan Fitzpatrick or Big Ben. Eh, you start playing that game, and you realize that Big Ben isn't as bad as many people make him out to be. And the funny thing is, their general manager, Kevin Colbert, he's always been saying that, you know, we don't know. But but he's never once, at least from what I've heard or read, mentioned who the quarterback in waiting would be. They did it in Tampa. We talked about that last week, remember? And the that's, GM said it, but it was, it was he did it as a compliment to the kid. I mean, really. He's that, that's, not, that's the same. That would be the same thing if the Steelers came out, Kevin Colbert, and he was like, you know, uh, Mason Rudolph, this guy's on yeah. the roster for a reason, and he's yeah. the quarterback of the future, and blah, blah, blah. We know that's not the case, right? Sometimes right. these But he was smart enough not nice. to mention it. See, he was smart enough not even to go there because he's not the quarterback of the future, and I think Kevin Colbert's got a big decision to make. Get creative, give him some money, give him a shave, as you said, maybe incentive clause in the contract, whatever it may be, but Ben Roethlisberger's going to be your, your quarterback next year. Has to be. That's what I see happening. I don't see yeah. uh, another QB there. I'd be surprised if it went down like that. I'm with you I think right Big there. Ben wants one more year there. Like that, this is the same thing. Like if look at it from the Steelers' perspective. If not Big Ben, who? Well, right. look at it the other way. If Big Ben isn't playing for the Steelers, who's he playing for? So I think they are basically they're in a similar position, and I think they benefit for one more year of each other. And I think that's the way it's going to unfold. And I hope it does. I hope it goes out. You know, I love to see these guys like, put the egg in their face. I love Ben come back, throw 35 touchdowns, and they go deep in the playoffs. I love to see that. And don't compare Ben Roethlisberger to these young – what has Baker Mayfield done? Really? Well, Think about it. I mean, come on, Ike Taylor. Look, give me a break. The funny thing is, last thing I'll say about it is, Justin Herbert had a great rookie season, right? He was the toast of the NFL. Look at this guy, Justin Herbert. Los Angeles Chargers, he's crushing it. You look at Big Ben, they put up almost identical numbers, at least touchdowns, interceptions. Ben had two more touchdown passes, 33 to 31. They had the same number of interceptions, 10. Right? I realize Justin Herbert is a rookie. It's impressive what he did. But if Justin Herbert is the toast of the NFL, this guy looks amazing. How can Big Ben just be an utter hack last season that they right. need to get rid of because right. he sucks? Like, that doesn't make sense. You are just falling into the trap of grading Ben a lot more harshly because of what he previously was. I think it's a exactly. silly way to only look at it that way. You're exactly right. He's Brian No. I'm Andy Furman. We are Fox Sports Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. And one of the best in the business might be moving on. But first... He's one of the best in the business as well. Here's Brian Fenley with the latest. Andy, Dad, thanks so much. It was great to, to hear from you because I saw you this morning when I woke up and went into the kitchen. You were all 
hugged up in a shower curtain with cereal all over your face. Uh, mm-hmm. Meanwhile, let's get right to the Australian Open. Novak Djokovic wins a ninth Aussie Open. He does it in straight sets over D- Daniil Medvedev, 7-5-6-2-6-2. Djokovic did it with that stout service game, and he was able to dominate in the ground strokes as well and get to the net and put pressure on Medvedev as Djokovic now has 18 Grand Slam titles, which puts him within two of the leaders in Rafa Nadal and Roger Federer. In the NBA from last night, the Heat swallow an under-equipped Lakers squad 96-94. L.A. has lost three or four games since playing without Anthony Davis, who's dealing with that Achilles injury. The Lakers have dropped to number three in the Western Conference standings. The Suns stick a team record 24 three-pointers to body slam the Grizzlies 128-97. Russell Westbrook bags a triple-double as the Wizards tranquilize the Trailblazers 118-111. The Hornets petrify the Warriors 102-100 as Terry Rozier nailed the game winner. He tied the game late by making two free throws after Draymond Green got ejected for losing his temper over a jump ball call. In college basketball, number one Gonzaga ripping apart San Diego 106-69 as the Zags bust out to 22-0. Unranked Duke muzzles 7th-ranked Virginia 66-65 as the Blue Devils have won three in a row and their defense showed up down the stretch. Now let's get it back to Brian Noe and Andy Furman. Andy, of course, doesn't miss a day without doing water aerobics. You're right. Thank you very much. See you in an hour. By the way, it's time to change addresses. We'll get to that in just about a minute. He is Brian No. I'm Andy Furman, and welcome back to the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios. Call 1-888-FARMERS to switch, and you could save a bundle on your auto insurance. Now, less than 10 minutes from now, we'll have Bronx Talk Radio. We'll get that going with the amazing Chris P. But now, another story about movement in the National Football League. After three seasons with the San Francisco 49ers, five-time Pro Bowl cornerback Richard Sherman might and probably will be playing elsewhere next year. Last year, he played in five games, had a lot of injury factors there, but he's moving on from San Francisco. Surprised? No. <laughs> no, that's, yeah. Like this is a story where uh, we were just talking about how some players are compared to their themselves as at the peak, and it's you know it's a trap that some people fall into. I like Richard Sherman; his best days are far behind him. And look, I still think that he could make a difference. It's just I don't know how healthy he's going to be going forward. You got to be on the field to make a difference, right? And that's the big question mark. Now, <laughs> what's funny with Richard Sherman, this is a few weeks ago. John Gruden was talking to Chris Collinsworth, and he is completely violating the NFL's anti-tampering policy. He was like, uh, you know, he was talking about being fined in the past, and he then he said to Chris Collinsworth, I've been uh, punished very, very harshly, and then goes, Richard Sherman, if you are a free agent, which there is a rumor you are, we are looking for an alpha presence in our secondary, somebody that could play this Hawk 3-press technique with the read step if you're available and interested maybe you and I can get together at some point off <laughs> air like he's saying all those things while Richard Sherman's still under contract like they, you can't say that <laughs> I just wow. I thought it was hilarious that Gruden's like yeah we need that guy when you you can't say anything close to that 
You know, you make a great point because he's leaving San Francisco right now after three years, and I don't think there's much left in the tank. But he spent his first seven years with Seattle, and he was released following the 2017 season when they thought he was finished then. He signed a three-year deal with San Francisco at the time. He was entering like 30-plus, and then people were wondering if he was going to be the same playmaker he was uh, on defense. He was fairly good. And that 2019 season when he got a Pro Bowl uh, oh, yeah. nod, he, he was good there. Season. And he helped the 49ers make it all the way to the Super Bowl. But I think after that, I think it just worn down. Just body was broke. Well, he's just, he just banged up. He had a, yeah. a, a injury-plagued 2020 season. And that's the big question mark going forward. Look, I get it. J.J. Watt has been banged up, too. Where his first five years, he didn't miss any games. The next five years, he missed 32 games. That's a lot of time missed. So I can understand there being a question mark with J.J. Watt as well. There's a question mark with Big Ben. Can he throw the ball downfield anymore? Or is he just doing these pea shooter, quick five-yard outs and stuff like that close to the line of scrimmage, and that's all he can do? So we have similar questions with all three. And there were question marks with Tom Brady, too, going to Tampa. There were. Yeah, but uh, that's a different category. If you look at J.J., Big Ben, Richard Sherman, similar question marks. We know they're not what they once were, but... How effective can they be? How healthy can they be, which impacts their production? So I think Richard Sherman can still play. He's a bit more like Patrick Peterson, the Arizona Cardinals quarterback, who was once great and now is a shell of his former self. But if Richard Sherman can stay healthy, yeah, he can contribute. It's just I don't know how healthy he's going to be going forward. And, you know, it's funny because I think that general managers and personnel people – Look at the name, and as you said early on, they look at what they've done in the past, and that's how to remember these guys. That's why a guy like Sherman will probably be picked up. I don't know where, but he probably will be. But to me, if I'm a GM, I look at the age. I don't care what he's done before. I look at how old these guys are. I look, I know Big Ben's going to be 39. At a quarterback, I think you can get away with it. Defensive back, I don't think you can. I don't think you could do it in the mid-30s. You just can't do it. I mean, even well, a receiver, when you hit 28, 29, 30, you're slowing down. You don't, you don't do it anymore. Well, look, not all 30-year-old cornerbacks are the same. It's situational. Right. There are some guys where, look at running backs, similar situation. There are a lot of running backs that once they hit 30, whew, straight downhill. Right. Adrian Peterson is an exception. Frank Gore is an exception. Like, there are exceptions. So if you look at Richard Sherman, I don't think that he's the same as all 30-plus-year-old cornerbacks. But he was injury-plagued last season, only played five games. So those are major question marks going forward with the guy. If you are saying, he's going to be our starter, we're banking on him, boom, that takes care of our left cornerback or whatever, right? Do you feel comfortable saying, yeah, we expect this guy to be there for most of the season, healthy on the field, that's tough to make a commitment yeah. like that, thinking it's going to work out that way. And I don't know why a guy like John Gruden would do that. I mean, again, he's, I guess he's, uh, he looks at the stars and he remembers what happened in the past. And I just, you know, really, to me, I get a, a, a full physical before I even take a look at him as, as a potential player on my team. And then, then look at the age. I mean, I just don't think that a guy is going to last a season. As you said, played five games last year. What's gonna, why would you think he's going to play more this year? Really? If he broke down last year? Well, listen, I think that he can play more than five. That's not exactly a high bar. But what are we looking at? Is he going to miss six games? That's right. a big deal if you're banking on him being one of your starting cornerbacks. So he'll, he'll land somewhere, but I don't know, man. I just 
I just don't know how healthy he's going to be, and that's a big, big deal. You can't help the club from the tub, Andy oh, Furman, yeah. as they say. There that's you right. go, right. He's Brian No. I'm Andy Furman. We are Fox Sports Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. By the way, bring your shovel. The snow is as tall as Kareem, but we're going there. Bronx Talk Radio is freaking next. Juan Gabriel. Juan Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Extina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bronx Talk Radio coming right up. It's about 13 minutes before the top of the hour. He's Brian No. I'm Andy Furman. And by the way, we're live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio studios. Call 1-888-FARMERS and you could save a whole lot of something on auto insurance. Let's go to the Bronx. Guys, guys, guys. it's time to channel your inner New Yorker. We want to hear all the irrationalities you can spew on the hottest topics of the day. Here's something we like to call Bronx Talk Radio. Hosted by the great Chris P. Well, hey, hey, welcome back to freaking Bronx Talk Radio, where we're all here sitting around waiting for ball because baseball is coming around the block. I can smell it. You wait a minute, wait it. a minute. Are, what? You t- what? are you calling baseball ball? Because ball, ball is football. What are you doing over here? Ba- all ball is ball. No, 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 that's not true. Ball. What, what, we, what are we going to shorten baseball to? I can't just call it base. I, 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 uh, hardball. That's what I call it. Hardball? I like it to, shortening it. They shortened it to about 30 games last year. Hardball means I'm I'm beating someone in the face with a brick. Hardball. Jeez. That's what Jeez, I call it. Jeez, he says. Jeez, he says. Don't Wait, get violent. You were out there with me as we were going to rearrange Tony's face because he was late with the money. You got a lot of anger in your heart over there, Chris. You do. I, I'm from you the do. Bronx. Of course I do. You were born with it. I, I get was it. born with it. This is part of me here. Listen, you guys don't understand. I'm wearing a tracksuit right now. Really? This is my life. I got a tracksuit. Are you yeah, like uh, Adam Sandler and Uncut Gems over there? This is how a, I win. You got a pinky ring on too. Not yet. We're getting there. Uh, uh, what's getting you there? A ma- you're a made man. You know Thank you. you. Thank you. Well, speaking of made men, let's talk about the spat coming out now with Trevor Bauer and Noah Syndergaard. Trevor Bauer going to the the Dodgers after playing apparently with Mets fans' hot strings, and Noah Syndergaard trying to call him out on Twitter by going like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I chose another team, but I'll donate to your charities." Yeah, now, he was just joking around, and then Trevor Bauer. Come off the top rope and just, it's like Noah Syndergaard had a little water gun, like, you know, and here comes Bauer with an AK-47 just 
black, black. He went crazy over there with his response. But you know it's good. It's good for baseball. Think about this. The NBA has it all the time. Players tweeting one another, controversy, all this. Basketball has it. Uh, it. It's amazing. Football has it. But they don't have it in baseball. Name for me two other players that you know got into a verbal thing, a verbal spat besides these guys. It gets baseball in the news. Yeah, good, better, and different. The only, time, good. the only time guys get mad is when like someone at McCain stops someone at the plate or whatever because he's like, you trotted out that home run over there. But you know what? I just like to see the Mets lose. I just have to tell you this before What's we move this? on. The uh, Noah Syndergaard, uh, the Tre- Trevor Bauer response to Syndergaard yes. over here. Like Chris said, Noah just this playful little joke like, hey, you know, he's not here anymore and all that stuff. And here comes Trevor Bauer. He writes, when mistakes are made, you try to make them right. I know you wouldn't know anything about making mistakes. No. Hope rehab is treating you well. That's what Bauer wrote in Syndergaard. Good Lord, man. I, I know. You didn't even kill the freaking guy over here. And, and the worst wow. thing is these guys may have been teammates. They could have been teammates. Ah, uh, Well, you know, I, I, they would have still gone at each other. It's the Mets. Of course. They're, they're dysfunctional. Speaking of more dysfunction for the Mets, Tebow has finally decided to stop doing this stupid baseball thing. So goodbye to Tebow. You took up spots from minor leagues for the Mets, I guess. <laughs> you know that's that was very heartfelt thing. by you. That yeah, was a really so that was cruel a keen send off. Tell, tell really me what are. tell me what Tebow's done. Well, let me tell you about Tebow. He got a raw deal from day one. Media and fans killed him about his religious beliefs. Okay, no media was all over okay. him for his religious beliefs. Right. Loved but they, but they but loved I, him. But I go back us. in time. I look at history. I don't think the media was all over Reggie White, and he was a religious guy when he played football. No they one said They were all over him for his religious they beliefs. Loved him what are you talking about? They loved, they loved him loved for Reggie. it. That was the entire. They had people following Tebow from training camp to training camp. They had, like Tebow watched for the Jets. Like, this guy did nothing, and they were just all at his feet worshiping him. Yeah, it was the other way around. He got all kinds of love because of his religious views. It was undeserved. There was a lot of media taking pot shots. The fans loved him. A lot of fans love him. You're right. We were all sitting around being like, can Tebow be the Wildcat quarterback for the Jets? Like, what were we doing? I don't think it was ever personal with the critics. Right? Like, they're not hating on his religious views. They were hating on his production because he stunk. He was a bad quarterback. And a bad baseball player, too. <laughs> yeah. Well, no longer. He's he going tried. to finally go to the booth where he's already. I mean, he's fine. He's a lot, but he's going to be fine. He's doing SEC, whatever. Right. I was about yeah. to say, is he going to be in the booth? Is he going to be a commentator? Yeah, he'll over go there? back yeah, to he, SEC Network SEC. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, and he played at the SEC in Florida. Yeah. The farthest thing from the South is hockey, where up in Lake Tahoe, they did the outdoor version of hockey, the outdoor games there. Vegas, the Golden Knights, and the Colorado Avalanche, kind of in a in a Buffalo Bill moment, wearing the old jerseys of the Quebec Nordiques, who was the team they were before they were stolen away to go to Colorado. Well, apparently, who knew this? The sun melts ice, and there was there was a massive delay, and they showed this on on screen. I kid you not, a literal exact to the second nine hour gap between Ugh. scores. Wow. Oh, it was like a NASCAR race. You know, I thought I was watching the Daytona 500 all over again <laughs> with the weather delay. This is crazy. You don't see it this It was like hockey. midnight on the East Coast. I didn't stay up for it. I tell you what, it yeah, was a who, three. 
Who knew that ice was melted under the sun, you know? Yeah, I know it. Well, Gary uh, Benton didn't know it. He said the sun wasn't there. What did he say again? It was the clouds all over except where the sun was. That's right, Gary. Very smart. Very smart, Gary. Putting that to work. Speaking of very smart people out here, Columbia is in the news. Yes, Columbia from our own hometown in New York. As a professor. Your school, yes. Shout out Marcellus Wiley, right? Yeah. Yeah. So the professor of psychology and neuroscience, Carl Hart, is in the news. He chairs the psych department, and apparently he says he uses heroin to maintain a work-life balance. I don't recall him as a professor. Yeah, I'm going to swing the other way on this one. They always say this in radio, less is more. I think it works with heroin also. I don't think you want to be dabbling with heroin and just doing a little bit. I would do none. That would be my recommendation. I would do none, and more than that, I wouldn't go public about how much I do. Hold up a second. So I have you on the record talking about crystal meth. That is a line you are willing to cross, but not over to heroin. I just said I didn't know it was so affordable. I didn't say I'm going to do just a little bit each day. There's a big difference. You think heroin is affordable? Juan Gabriel, Juan Gis, Selena, Selena, Celia Cruz, Azúcar, Carol G, La Bichota, Christina Aguilera, Extina, just to name a few. We're serving the whole story from rags to riches and all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All these quarterbacks have a different home. That's next. But first, it's time to say, as always, wake up! It's that time. Wake up! I don't know if they wanted money mm-hmm. or they wanted something more sexual. Jeez. All right. That'll get you up, I'm sure. All right. He's Brian No, I'm Andy Furman, of course. We're broadcasting live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios. Call 888-FARMERS to switch, and you could save an average of 470 bucks on auto insurance. That's a lot of money for a quick phone call, don't you think? Average nationwide annual savings survey data, July to December 2020. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. All right, rolling we go. Okay, let's go. Hour number two on the big show, Mr. Brian No. Proud to introduce you, my friend, my partner. And again, as always, the brains of the outfit. Let him come in here on that red carpet. The one and only Brian No. Hello, B. I think you forgot the uh, the order over here, Andy, right? Like you... It's okay. It's all right. You, you, you know, you got to switch things yeah, around a little bit. Yeah, you know, it's fine. It's good. Get stale. Yeah, There's yeah, another yeah. B here today, Bo Benson. Yeah, Bo, how, how are you doing today, my friend? How are things going with you so far? It's early in the morning. How are things? Yeah, no, it's, it's early, but uh, I'm awake now. I'm awake. I'm That's ready. Good. 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 We always say Andy is kind of like the, uh, the water in the like the tub if you were to throw water on someone who was fast asleep. That's kind of how Andy is. Early oh. in the morning, you know, for the listeners oh. where it's like, wake up, get out of bed. He's the bugle. All right. That's kind of the the way he gets down here. On yeah, show. no, I, I got that vibe. So, 
Oh, okay. This is good. This is good. Good. Let the hear. Think of any more like okay. a toaster you throw into an into a tub here. Then you get electrocuted if you're in the tub. Okay. Right. Yeah. Well, I, or like yeah. the grapefruit they fr- throw in uh, fear and loathing. I've never seen that. Oh my god, you would love that movie. Would I? Yes, you would. Why would he love it? Why are you saying that? Why would he love it as opposed to Bo loving it or anybody else loving it or Brian Fenley? I think they would all love it too, Andy. I think you would love it as well. Good. I'm glad to see. Yes. Now, I I want you to feel included. Thank you. I am. Now I feel good. feel better now. You know who's included now? Carson Wentz because he's got a team. He's included. With that Carson Wentz trade to Indianapolis last Thursday, we did learn a startling statistic. That first-round quarterbacks are not sticking around as long as they were before. We'll get to that in just a second, B. But as for Wentz, published reports claim his relationship with his former coach of the Eagles, Doug Peterson, was toxic. Get this. They went more than two months without talking to each other. I can't believe that. If you're a quarterback and a coach, two months without speaking to one another, that's like a a, a boyfriend-girlfriend spat or a high school spat with kids. Two months and you need the, you need each other. I mean, even even if you don't like the guy, you're there for a purpose, and you're in the same deal, fighting for the same purpose. You got to talk to the guy. How could that be? Well, to me, it's like when when was this? Was this in the heart of the season? I can't imagine that would be the case. You have to communicate, right? That doesn't make any sense to me. So I question if that's even true. Who had the active timeline? Right? Who was watching it? Like, all right, it's been three weeks now. Still no conversation. And they just kept track the whole time. I have questions that that even occurred to begin with. Was this the off season? Right? Are you not paying attention or talking to each other? Like, I don't know. All I know is this. Carson Wentz and the Eagles were not good for each other. Right. I'm sure you've had a friend. I've had many friends before where they're in a relationship and I'm like, they shouldn't be in that specific relationship. That is not a good relationship. That's how it felt with the Eagles where it's tough, man, for Wentz to get hurt and for the Eagles to win a Super Bowl with him on the sideline. And now he's just trying to live up to this billing of I'm the number two overall pick and they just gave me a big extension. He's just trying, trying, trying. It was tough. And when you mix... No offensive line. The offensive line was brutal last year. You have lackluster weapons to throw to a lot of while you're too. trying to will it to happen, and that is setting you back as well. I just think it's better for him to go to a different organization. The Colts are way ahead of the Eagles right now roster-wise. That's a big, big step up for Carson Wentz. And I'll tell you what, I could see maybe he was feeling jilted when they drafted Jalen Hurts. I, I get it. I understand that. Because even Aaron Rodgers, you know, was a little huffy when they drafted a quarterback in Green Bay. So I could see that happening because it's like someone going to take your job and they don't feel that confident about you. Right. So they're getting someone in the in the seat behind you. I well, get that. But look, to go two weeks, uh, you know, no. Okay, but here's the thing, Andy, is when you look at Aaron Rodgers – Rodgers handled it the way you're supposed to. Yeah, you got a little huffy-puffy. You can understand that. But he then went out and balled. He was the league MVP. So I put that on Carson Wentz where it's like, I can understand how you would dislike that, but then you prove that Jalen Hurts can't hold your jock. And he didn't do that. Now, the flip side of it is, let's just say Aaron Rodgers, he's got the offensive line that Carson Wentz had last season. You know? He's not the league MVP. 
He's not throwing nearly 50 touchdown passes. And then the narrative becomes, oh, Aaron Rodgers looking behind him instead of in front of him. All I'm saying is the supporting cast, the teammates that you have around you, have something to do with your success. And while it's not only the fault of the pieces around Carson Wentz, let's not act like it didn't have any impact whatsoever because it did. And I think Rodgers used that draft pick as motivation to say, I'll show you I'm not done yet, where Wentz, for whatever the reason, he sulked and he went down the crowd. That's what I'm talking about. It's that narrative, Andy. It's let's flip-flop offensive lines. Let's flip-flop supporting casts, right? Like if you put Aaron Rodgers on the Eagles last season – He's not sniffing MVP. No. He's not as bad as Wentz was, but he's not putting up anywhere near the production. If you put Wentz last season in 2020 on the Packers, I'm not saying Wentz is giving you what Aaron Rodgers did, but Wentz is giving you a whole lot more. He doesn't and, have 16 yeah. touchdowns, 15 picks. So the supporting cast matters, and it just turns into this narrative of, look at Aaron Rodgers and then look at Wentz. And it's like, we can't act like all things were equal, and Wentz right. had the supporting cast that Rodgers did. They're night and day. And I go one step further. If Aaron Rodgers goes to Philadelphia, they still don't like the playoffs. If Wentz goes to Green Bay, I still think they're a playoff team. I, You know, I, I'm thinking that, that you might be right, but I think that – it's tough. I don't know that. It's, 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 in the NFC tough. East, I'm thinking that Rodgers on that team, I'm thinking they're probably winning the division. They don't have to get to 8-8. Eight and eight. Heck, 7-9 and nine might have done it with a tiebreaker. Yeah. Um, so they might have both made the playoffs. I don't know, but you get my point. The supporting yeah. cast matters. I mean, and, it's not just Rodgers and Wentz. It's the supporting casts as well. But you know as well as I do that if a guy's stats goes down the crapper, next thing you know, they have every other element why he fell out of favor. And they said that Carson Wentz lost the locker room. He was unable to connect with a bunch of the players and was acting more in self-interest than would be expected from a franchise quarterback and a leader. I mean, come on. I mean, you just put more dirt on him. And maybe well, it's true. I, I listen, don't know. But we hear it now. We didn't hear it during the season. Andy, this is the deal. What do they say about winning? It's the ultimate deodorant. Like, keep it with the same guys. Do you think if the Packers were, let's say, I don't know, 4-12, and 12, or what was it, 4-11-1, let's say the Packers have the same record as the Eagles, okay? We know that Aaron Rodgers can sulk. He's hard to get along with. He's a little aloof and all that. We heard those things way more when they were not winning, you know what I mean? Like, right. they're always there. It's just they're harped on when you're losing games. Do you really think we'd have the same amount of negativity about Carson Wentz if they're 13-3 and going to the NFC Championship game? Like, there's no way. It's just, it's all about them losing. And that was a collective situation. Some of that is on Carson Wentz. A lot of it is. A lot of it is also on the supporting cast. And all I'm saying is when you're 4-11-1, all of these reports are going to come out of every little tiny thing that Carson Wentz didn't do right. It right. would be the same thing with now a three-time MVP and Aaron Rodgers if they weren't winning games left and right. Right. And now with this Wentz trade in the books, there are now zero quarterbacks taken in the first round between 2009 and 2016 that are still with the original teams. All in all, there were 22 quarterbacks taken over that stretch. And Wentz, number two overall in 2016, was the last quarterback standing with the club that brought him into the league. That's an amazing stat. But I get it. I really do. I mean, it's misleading. Well, it is. I don't like it. 
Because a lot of times teams don't want to give that second contract to the quarterback. I'll tell you why I don't like this stat, Andy Furman. Okay. It's an interesting stat. It's an eight-year span. And like you said, every quarterback in the first round between 09 and 2016 is no longer with their original team. Right. And it paints the picture of, whoa, man, I don't know if you're going to find a first-round quarterback that pans out. Like There are a couple of things here. First off, Andrew Luck was very successful. He retired early. Okay, Cam Newton was a league MVP with the Carolina Panthers. Matthew Stafford was in Detroit for 12 years, Andy, and just got traded. And also, I like how it's the convenient cutoff of 2016 because I don't know if we extend it one more year in 2017. What do you know? There's this guy, Patrick Mahomes, who is all world. Oh, and what do you know? Deshaun Watson with the 12th overall pick. He's been pretty good. He might be on what a different team as well. What about my man Mitchell Trubisky's still there with the Mitchell Bears. Trubisky stinks. Yes, well, but he's there. I'm just saying, yeah. it paints the picture of, man, these first-round quarterbacks for eight years, that's why it's such a, such a crapshoot, and it's really applied to the Houston Texans. I think misapplied, where it's like, well, you look at these QBs. You finally have one in Deshaun Watson. Why would you get rid of him whatsoever? It's like, right. he doesn't want to be there. That's why exactly. you get rid of him. Like, you have to get right. rid of him. Right. You know, you don't want to get rid of him, but he wants to leave you. That's yeah. the problem. He, they stink. You know, he's young. He's got a great career, uh, you know, behind him. And he wants to win something before he retires. That's basically it. You know, let's go 2009. You mentioned Matthew Stafford, now with the Rams. 2010, Sam Bradford. Well, he was with the Rams, but he retired. Tim Tebow, gone, right? He retired. 2011, you mentioned. brutal, yeah. Uh, (laughs) 2011, well, he did beat the Pittsburgh Steelers that time, remember? Great, awesome, yeah. Yeah. All right. 2011, Cam Newton, we talked about him, uh, spent 2020 with the Patriots. I don't know what he's going to do next year, if in fact he does anything. Uh, 2012, Andrew Luck, you mentioned him, he retired. 2013, E.J. Manuel, remember him? Retired from the Bills, wow. Never heard of him. Blake Bortles, the Jaguars, now with the Rams, Bortles. Uh, 2015, Jameis, Buccaneers, now with the Saints. 2016, we talk about Goff, now with the Lions. How do you like that? And, of course, Carson Wentz. There are a couple of names, man, I forgot about uh, two of these guys. 2012, Brandon Whedon was the first-round pick of the Browns. And then you go all the way back to 2009, that Matthew Stafford draft. Josh Freeman. Remember him with the Buccaneers? The Bucks. Yeah. Tampa. Shout out Kansas State. What I was about like, Mark oh Sanchez? Gosh, I totally forgot about Josh Mark Freeman. Mark Sanchez was in the 09 class, too. Yeah, I remember that. I just I completely <laughs> forgot about Josh Freeman, man. Wow. Totally Let me forgot. Let about anybody him. else. Uh, Christian Ponder. Yeah, that was those 2011 QBs. He, it was Cam and a bunch of Jake, hacks. Jake Locker. Yeah, Jake and Blaine Gabbert. Oh. There were four quarterbacks taken in the top 12. And three of them were garbage. <laughs> they were brutal oh, in the NFL. They, well, Marcus Mariota, 2015, I think. Now yeah. he's with the Raiders, and who knows what's going to happen there. But, you know, again, it, it's crazy. You know, people could pick out statistics and make charts and, and studies on anything they want to, but it is, in fact, you know, misleading. And I like the way you said they cut it off at 2016. Oh, it completely cut it off at, just before Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. Like, right. It's just, it's a misleading stat. It paints the picture of, man, these first round quarterbacks, I don't know, crapshoot city. It's like, all right, well, look at current quarterbacks. Like, in recent memory, Justin Herbert was off to a great start. He looks to be a franchise quarterback. Kyler Murray has been pretty good. 
I still think he's getting better. Josh Allen with the Bills. He had a huge year last season. Uh, Lamar Jackson was a league MVP, right? Don't there are a lot of first-round picks. Don't uh, forget Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow showed promise before he went down yeah. and got injured. So, yeah, like back. this idea of between 09 and 2016, none of these first-round QBs are on their original teams. Okay, that's an interesting stat, but you need to dive into it a little bit more instead of overreacting like, oh, my gosh, none of these guys pan out. It's like, no, that's not the case here. I'm with you right now. He's Brian No, I'm Andy Furman. Our lineup, bottom barrel betting in this hour, and those picks in hour number three, and you can get us anytime, day or night, on Twitter – at the No Show, NOE Show, at Andy Furman FSR, or 877 on Fox. That translates to 877-996-6369. Now, let's take a ride on the carousel. That's next. I'm better at life than you. Juan Gabriel. Juan Gis. Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Ex-Tina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We'll tell you where this ride stops. That's right around the corner. About 21 minutes past the hour. This is Fox Sports Sunday. He's Brian No, I'm Andy Furman. We're live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios. Call Farmers today for a quote. All right, B, are you ready? That's your music. I know. I mean, you're, you're rocking it right now. That's you. That's you. I do love the metal, Andy Furman. I know you're a heavy metal It's not metal quite freak. metal. It's more rock, but still, you know, we got some loud guitars. I dig it. I know you do. They did it for you. Make you happy. That's how Chris gets down. I can just picture Chris driving to work, just jamming some rock, you know? He's the type of guy that drives with headphones on while he's driving, so you can't hear anything else. (laughs) Really? And that really pisses me off when I see a guy driving with headphones on. Yes. So Chris is that guy. You have it on your mind. He's that guy. You are that guy. I have to stop you all right there. When I go into work to get psyched up, I'm just listening to the Noah Weather Band radio station. What are you listening to? The, the one of the weather bands on the radio. I'm just getting like, you know, it was, you know, off the coast here. It was clear, sunny, <laughs> 84 degrees. The wind was calm in that robotic voice. It's What it's, are you doing? Is that what you zen. get down with? Yeah, it's zen, man. Oh, man. It's like listening to a different universe. Wow. All right. Our guy, Chris, he's an eclectic guy, right? He listens to weather band radio, and he also reads the... South China Morning Post. Not anymore yeah. since they put up a paywall. Oh, okay. oh man. So what are we going to go to next? You got to go with something else? Yeah, the Asahi Shimbun from Japan. That's Good what it is? You. Yes. Good for you. And, and also the Toledo Blade. Yeah, I, I still keep up with the Blade. I know you do. I, I know. All right. That's good. All right, we move on. Great name for a paper. I didn't know that. More papers should be named the Blade. Oh, that's the great. Good Love paper. that. Right. By the way... It is now the anniversary today, two weeks since the Super Bowl. And guess what? 
Already three quarterbacks, including the first and second picks in that 2016 drift, have been traded. No, you know as I as well as all I do that no deal can be made official until the new league year begins on March the 17th, St. Patty's Day. But let's take a list of the quarterbacks on the Fox Sports Sunday list and where they may end up. I got a little bit of a list. Are you ready? You want to play this game on the carousel? Not really, but I will. Okay. No, <laughs> like, I think it'll be hard to predict who's going to land where, but you might well, we got, be able to, to present categories. it a little bit more interesting. Than okay, I the have first category head. is already traded. Goff, Rams to Lions. Uh-huh. Next, Matthew Stafford, Lions to Rams. I heard about and that. I Carson caught a Wentz, news bulletin Eagles to Colts. about that. And I was listening as, to uh, sports Miami. radio bulletins, you know? I, I, I heard it on one. the Weather Channel. Yeah, they even have a report on there. Oh, yeah, there you go. And, and the one thing about Goff, though, I just want to say this. He'd be wise right now not to approach the 17 turnovers he had last year if he wants to have any playing time in Detroit. I just say, just... To let it's him. a hot take by you, Andy Furman. That's uh, yeah. going out on a limb right there. Yeah, but true, yes, I would have to uh, co-sign on that one. Okay, yeah. next category might be traded, all right? Let's look at Sam Donald. I like that on the music. Jets. That was great. Like, leave it on. Uh, carousel music over yeah, leave here. it on. Very okay, nicely ne- done. Might be traded. Sam Donald of the Jets. All right, what do you think? I think that there's a possibility that he's gone drafted third overall over three years ago. He could be gone. I just uh, look you at know, the— the, Here's the, the thing, Andy, are... is, like, don't jump the gun on me here, but it's a yeah. bit like a Mitchell Trubisky situation. We mm-hmm. know that Sam Darnold is better, but if the Jets don't land Deshaun Watson, then what? Like, it's, It should be Sam Darnold, most likely. you got to ask yourself, with the Bears, like, what are they going to do? Are they going to bring Mitchell Trubisky back? Like, Sam Darnold might remain by default. They're higher on him in New York than, you know, the Bears are on Mitchell Trubisky. But you understand what I'm saying? They've got to fill the position somehow, some way, so it might be the current guy. Could be, but it could be maybe Zach Wilson or Brigham Young or Justin Fields of Ohio State. True, yeah, yeah. Look, I see them, if they don't get Deshaun Watson, they're definitely going to draft a quarterback. They'd be out of their mind not to draft a quarterback number two overall. But you could still have Darnold there, even if you draft a QB, so... I, I'm gonna, I don't know. I'm gonna guess he's out instead of in. But where he lands, I have no idea. I'm with you. I think he's out. I mean, we're not gonna pick where they go. We just say are they in or out? Okay. They might be Deshaun Watson. I, I'd say he's out. Uh, oh. He requ- he requested a move away from Houston, and he has that no trade clause negotiated into that four year contract. He signed that contract last September. But I think I think that the, the whining and crying is gonna force a move well. on management that he's gone. He's out. Look, man, it's the only way it can unfold. He is O-U-T out. It's just funny to me, all these people that are like, he doesn't call the shots, you're the organization, you say what's what. Look at it like this. If you said to one of your friends, like, hey, man, why are you getting rid of your girlfriend? She's awesome. If he's (laughs) like, she doesn't want to be with me anymore, your reaction would be like, oh, Okay, I get it. You wouldn't be like, make her stay anyway. Like These people that are talking about the Texans making Deshaun stay, that's not how it works in life. It doesn't work like that in sports either. He wants out. He will get out. That's the only way it can unfold. And history has shown us that it's happened in not just football and other sports as well, i.e., look at what happened with the Houston Rockets. Right, James Harden, sure. Right. Okay, Marcus Mariota, Raiders. I'd say that he's going to be there. I just think he'll be a competent backup. He came in one you know, game last year. You, know, you think he's gone? It, here's the thing. Yeah. I was just thinking about this while we were doing the quarterback list of yeah. all the first rounders from 09 to 2016 that aren't with their original teams anymore. Yeah. 
Marcus Mariota is the anti-Big Ben. Think about this. A lot of people just dwell on Mariota's strengths. And the flip side is a lot of people just dwell on Big Ben's deficiencies. Marcus Mariota stinks. He's brutal. And people are just like, look at his escapability. And look look at the Titans take off with Ryan Tannehill. That was the biggest indictment against Marcus Mariota. I don't think he's anywhere close to as good as many people make him out to be. I think it'll be somewhere else, Andy, because someone will be like, let's give him a chance to start or at least compete for it. Yeah, I say he stays because I don't think anybody wants him. No, I disagree. I I think think there's going to be teams that are like, this guy, you got something to work with over here. All right, next category, unlikely to move, to stay, stay still. I'm looking at Derek Carr with the Raiders. He's there. He's not going anywhere. Agreed? I, uh, yeah, I don't know what they're going to do. They're a wild card team, especially with Gruden and his track record with quarterbacks. All bets are off. I am going to guess that Derek Carr is still there, but I, who knows what Chucky's going to do at QB. It wouldn't shock me one way or the other. All right. Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, unlikely to move. I say he's gone, although the 49ers nearly won a Super Bowl with him. And they maybe want to keep him, yeah. uh, maybe another year with him. But uh, he only if they, the games. only way is if they landed Deshaun Watson. That's yeah. the only way he's out. I think he's he, back there. He I missed twenty three games the last three years. Yeah, he's so average. You, he's nothing yeah. special. But no. if not Jimmy, then who? Right. Like play that game. Like, are you really upgrading by getting Ryan Fitzpatrick or someone like that? It's Deshaun Watson is the guy, and then <laughs> drop off. You know exactly. Okay, Denver Broncos. Drew Locke. Unlikely to move, yay or nay? Nah, I think he's still going to be there. Like a lot of these teams are, it's like if not for Deshaun, it's by default. Yeah, I think he's still there unless they get Deshaun Watson in a trade. I think Locke is still going to be the guy. And last one from the Dallas Cowboys, Dak Prescott. I still think he's going to be there. I I do too, and really they could have signed him for a long-term deal last year. It's going to cost him now. You know what's funny, Andy, is um, there are a lot of people that get bent out of shape if you say, you know, Dak Prescott's good. He's just not worth them paying him great money. They get ticked off about it. Think about this. What if uh, um, Dak Prescott went somewhere else, right? Like, think about it. Would that be like, whoa, the Broncos, they just – completed a sign-and-trade for Dak Prescott, would they be like, look out for the Broncos this year? No way, right? right? So why is it crazy to suggest that the Cowboys shouldn't pay him huge money when he's only a good quarterback? If he awful. landed somewhere else, you wouldn't be like, whoa, look out for the Broncos, man. They're skyrocketing up. They're going to be one of the AFC favorites. So if that isn't your reaction, it should tell you that right. saying – it's not smart to pay Dak Prescott an arm and a leg. Their defense was awful last year. And he's, he's getting a lot of heat, Dak, for not winning, obviously, but they just were a bad team. Bad team last year. And they can win with him. They can. I mean, okay. They were one in three with the guy before he got hurt. And that's before he's making huge money, like closer to $40 million. He was making... You know, closer to thirty million last year, but when you throw it up to forty million, what do you think? All those holes on the roster, you're going to be able to go out and patch up all the holes when you're paying Dak that much money? 
it's you're in a bad it. position, but paying him is not a good idea long term. Not I'm a good with idea. You right there. All right, that wraps it up for us on the carousel. Let's get off the carousel right now. He's Brian. No, I'm Andy Furman. Guess what? We really don't need this now. That's next. But someone we always need. That's Brian Fenley with the latest. Well, Andy and Dad, you need a jock strap. I, I talked to Mom before the show. She said to put <laughs> it on the kitchen table because you can't do a show without your jock strap on. Novak Djokovic is sneaking up the ladder at the Grand Slam all-time record as the Joker baffling Daniil Medvedev 7-5-6-2-6-2 at the Australian Open Men's Championship today. Djokovic succeeding with adroit serving and steady, stupendous returning skills. He totals 18 majors, which is See how shy. serious he is, Andy? Stupendous returning <laughs> skills. Like, it's yeah. very tennis. It's, it's, you know, it's a certain level of panache. I get You get serious with tennis. I like <laughs> it. It's your go-to. It is. It is. He totals 18 majors, which is too shy of the most, which is held in a tie by Rafa Nadal and Roger Federer. In the NBA last night, the Heat step on the Lakers 96-94. LeBron James had 19 points. He also bricked seven three-point attempts. L.A. was playing without injured Anthony Davis and Dennis Schroeder, who's out because of COVID-19 contact tracing. The upward-trending Suns had a franchise-best 24 three-pointers and buttoned down on the Grizzlies' 128 to 97 as Phoenix has won eight out of the last nine. Russell Westbrook had a triple double as the Wizards pacify the Trailblazers 118 111 as they end Brian knows Portland Trailblazers six game winning streak Damian Lillard 35 points in a losing effort. The Hornets take a power drill to the Warriors 102 100. Terry Rozier popped in the game winner. He tied the game late by making two free throws after Draymond Green got ejected for having a temper tantrum over a jump ball call. And Warriors head coach Steve Kerr spoke on the matter afterwards saying, quote, Green crossed the line. That's the main thing. We love his passion and his energy. We would not be the team we are without him, but that doesn't give him license to cross that line, and he knows that. Close quote. Nets Kevin Can you Dur- imagine losing a bet that way? Imagine if you just put a boatload of money on the Warriors' money line, and Draymond loses oh. his mind, gets two technical fouls. Maybe the he did. Horn- the Hornets sink <laughs> a couple of free throws. Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine losing a huge amount of money on that? Brutal. Mm. Someone somewhere did. I guarantee it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Nets Kevin Durant, who's got that hamstring injury, will miss a four-straight game out today against the Clippers. And finally, guys, in the NHL, the Avalanche beat the Golden Knights 3-2 outdoors at Lake Tahoe. The game was stopped in the first period with with melting ice, and they waited eight hours to pick it back up and continue. (laughs) They got it done. Wow, somebody didn't think that through. My goodness. Let's get back to Brian No and, and alongside Andy Furman, who's currently naked. Thank you very much. I thought you said See he had a jock on. strap on. He took that off just for the oh, first yeah. hour. Okay. Oh, okay. Thank you. All right. yeah. Not doing a not during a pandemic. Please. We'll get to that in just about a minute. He's Brian No. I'm Andy Furman. We crossed the 50 yard line at what we call Fox Sports Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. I want to welcome everybody back to the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio studios. Call 1 888 Farmers to switch, and you could save a bundle on your auto insurance. And by the way, bottom barrel betting coming up in less than 10 minutes. So, a little NBA news right now. A little NBA, because a lot of sports information was given 
to us by our man, Brian Fenley, and the sports update on NBA. And uh, it's amazing because NBA's top players now are reluctant to participate in league-sponsored public service announcements to promote COVID vaccine. I read this and I shudder. And they have such a big stage. They use the stage for everything and anything, and they won't use it for this. I don't get it, and I want to hear your take because I got one word to answer for everything here. Could not disagree with you more. Could not. Because here's the thing. You are advocating for something that you aren't completely familiar with. Why would you do that? Because Why science would you tells be us- in a PSA, NBA-sponsored, like, I got the vaccine, you should too? Like, what if Joe Blow from Tulsa, Oklahoma is like, I'm going to go get a vaccine, you know, LeBron told me to, and things go sideways? Like, why? Why would you want to put yourself in that position? What's the gain if you're an NBA you player and unfolds that way? Which it could. It, it could, but th- that's not the reason why they're not going to do it. I mean, you're right. That, that's a great point, but that's not why they're not doing it. I'm going to throw out one word, okay? And I want every NBA player to be tested or asked this question. Polio. Did you ever get a polio shot? Have you ever suffered from polio? You know, this is something that we did when we were back in school. Everybody got polio shots. Everybody got MMP shots, mumps, measles, and, and chicken pox shots. No one said anything about that. No one made a big whoop about it. Everybody took their shot. No one got polio. Everybody was re- every- No one was reluctant to get a polio shot. I remember that. It was a big deal. Now you're reluctant to get a COVID shot? Are you out of your freaking mind? Really? I want the NBA players behind closed doors. I don't care what the results are. Ask them one by one. Did you, as a child, when you were in school, get a polio shot? That's all I want to know. And did you get polio? I don't. I don't even get what you're saying right now. Like, no, because it's th- not come on, close you to not the same that? scenario, Andy. Sure, like, it is. Look at this. Look at this. If you take, it'd be like a tweet, right? Yeah. If uh, anybody, NBA player, whoever, if you put out a bad tweet and delete it right away, it still lives on. There's still a screenshot. It's still out right. there. Okay. So yeah. if you are on a public service announcement saying, get vaccinated, by the way, just so you understand, I would get vaccinated. I think it's important to get vaccinated. I'm not saying it isn't. But there's a difference when you are vouching for something. You are saying you should do this. It's good for you. And there are there are going to be some people where it just disagrees with their bodies it might be an incredibly low percentage but why would you want to attach your name to something like that where it could come back to you where they're like you said to get it you said it was safe and it wasn't like why why would you sign up for that I would say this. I would say that we're not looking at every NBA player to do this. I think you get the NBA players who've already had the vaccine, and I think most of them had, and they say, I took it. I didn't have any repercussions from this, no ill feelings, and I think it's a safe thing to do. If you're smart, you go and talk to your physician. There's a way to do it. There's a way to do it. It's not like get on the air on the TV for the PSA and say, I got it. You better get it. No, we're not doing it that way. It's not a hard sell. Hey, say, look, I'm James Harden. I feel I feel a lot better. I got my two shots. You know, I'm in contact with people every day. If you're in contact, if you feel that, you, that you're concerned, I th- talk to your physician, take the shot. I got it. Nothing happened. That That's the way to do it. But to just ignore it and say they're not going to do it, I think it's wrong. I really do. I I disagree with you. I think you're completely off on this one. And what I think is interesting is the reasons why some of the players are balking and saying, "Eh, I don't know if I want to be in a PSA over here. So there's uncertainty about them getting vaccinated themselves. That's the first one. 
there's a reluctance to say, hey, get the shot that I really don't know what goes into it. I'm just hoping it's okay, right? And the other factor is there are league sources that say because of the all-star game with a lot of the stars being reluctant to play, they're reluctant to also do a favor to the league because there's an all-star game, which I think is pretty interesting, that report right there. But I think it really traces back to, Andy, it traces back to – it'd be different if you're like, hey, drink Bolt 24 or, hey, get a Chevy truck or something like that. It's way different than – Get vaccinated. You you are vouching for something that you don't quite know about. You're just hoping things work out. That is different. It's different from getting it for yourself and saying, hey, everybody, you should do the same thing. That is a much different situation. Well, you bring up an interesting point there because if I go on the air and I watch uh, LeBron James, who's now pushing Pepsi rather than Coke, and I get some sort of a problem with my stomach, an acid problem because my my stomach lining was eaten up by drinking Coca-Cola, do I go back and say, well, LeBron told me to drink it? I mean, it's a very similar thing. It really is. If there's anything wary about when an athlete does a PSA or a commercial spot for any product. If I drive a Ford, because some athlete says, I drive a Ford truck, you should too, and I buy a Ford truck, and the thing just, the transmission goes in the first month, well, you know, he told me to buy it. I mean, it's a similar thing. I know it's not health-related, but it's a similar thing. How much do you trust athletes on PSAs? Andy, this is a gigantic reach by you. Are you kidding me? Like, when's the last time you drank a Coke and your arm was dead for two days and maybe worse, where you're just nauseous and you're fatigued. And There are all those side effects with some people. Not every person, but some people get that with the vaccine. When are you getting that with Coke, right? Look, we were told that you're going to get a side effect on it. I'm getting my second shot on Tuesday. I'm ready for that. I, I have had shots that have had, uh, you know, for uh, whatever it may be, and I've had results. And it means that it's working. If you're going to get a, a reaction, that means the shot is working. Do you you're think that the- would be the, the common reaction? I'm just asking you. Right? Let's say there's this NBA PSA, and some right. of the stars in the game are like, I got it, you should too. Go get vaccinated. And then all of a sudden, somebody gets vaccinated, and they are down for the count for two, three days. Do you think the normal takeaway is, well, that means it's working? Or do you think it's, these NBA players told me to, I took their word for it? Like, I don't know why you would sign up for something that could come back. Well, there should be a disclaimer. Badly. All I'm saying is that let the NBA players do it with a disclaimer at the end of it. Check with your physician. You may get results. And, you know, I see these commercials all the time for, for medical things. You know, you see them all the time. And there's always a disclaimer. You know, if you take this, you may get drowsy. You may get, you know, a diarrhea. You may get a headache. You may get coughing. You may get this. Hey, you know, let, but at least have the face of an NBA player saying, I did take it. I had a bit of a reaction. You know, check with your physician. That's I think that's a good thing to do. That's how people are going to remember it, man. They're well, not, I'm telling you. I'll, tell, I'll respond like this real fast. You ever see those Tracy Morgan commercials for Rocket Mortgage? These are yes. the ads in yes. the Super Bowl, and the whole concept is there's a difference between being pretty sure and being sure. Right. And they have all these scenarios like, uh, hey, is my parachute packed correctly? And Tracy Morgan's like, I'm pretty sure. Like, You need to be sure. How can you be sure if you are a spokesperson for the vaccine? How can you be sure that this is going to work for everybody who takes it? You can't be. Therefore, I would not go near being a spokesperson. I wouldn't do it. I can understand why they aren't either. 
Well, that's fine. Okay. Brian No, Andy Furman, Fox Sports Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. It's a new day, and it's a new man, and maybe some new luck. Bottom barrel betting is freaking next. Juan Gabriel. Juan Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Harold G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Ex-Tina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cotto Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bottom Barrel Benny coming right up about 10 minutes before the top of the hour. He is Brian O. I'm Andy Furman together with Fox Sports Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. And we're live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio studios. Call 1-888-FARMERS and you could save a whole lot of something on auto insurance. Okay, we got a game to play. Let's play it. You got that thing for me? It's Bottom Barrel. You thought you was lame. You put my money to sleep. You go get my money or I'll put your brain to sleep. Betty. Yes, it is. And a new face and a new host, the amazing Chris P. Hello, Chris P. I am back again. What's up, How guys? How you doing? I'm doing oh, great. I think Good. I mentioned during, uh, you know, my, my alter ego mentioned I bought a tracksuit. I'm going to be 35 this year. And I decided it's time to be aged properly like a good Italian. And we're an Adidas tracksuit. Good for you. How much did you pay for it? Not much, actually. I got it a pretty good deal. <laughs> I got it fell off the back of a truck. <laughs> I'm happy for you, man. But it makes me appropriate to be your bookie here as we start a new age in bottom barrel betting. So yes, okay. I don't yeah. have your records from last time. Vinay has those. What? Why? Why don't you have them? I don't know. I was not given to them. You they weren't they were not to given them? to me. They were not given to me. Okay. So okay. fresh slates. Right. Fresh slates. That's okay. Okay. No, well, we'll check up next week. We'll get the records. Yeah. yeah we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll double up. We'll we'll try to get yeah. them all together. But we don't right. have much time here, so we'll go right into it. All so right. All right. I got a couple of player props for you guys here. As we start out, we go to ball. We go to end the NBA. Mm-hmm. Pelicans. Uh, Zion Williamson. Over. He's playing. You know, Pelicans are playing the Celtics. Over under six and a half rebounds for Zion in this game. I'll defer to my partner. Six and a half. That's right at his average. Uh, good job by you, Chris. I am going to take the over today. Good for you, because I'm taking the under. All right. Celtics struggling. Zion, he eats yeah, today Celtics is what are, I say. Celtics are struggling. They really are. Mm, they really are. All right. We got another uh, player prop here. Kawhi Leonard for the Clippers playing the Nets over under four and a half assists. Uh, I say under. Assists with Kawhi, huh? Yeah, that's right. Five this season. I'm going to take the over. Clips really? playing good basketball. Yeah, they got the the band back together. They're healthy again. I'll take the over today. Mm-hmm. Producer Bo put a couple of these uh, player props together. So shout out he's to him. He's got his Get thumb it. on the pulse of the NBA. He does. He does. He's got <laughs> it. He's got it right where he wants you guys. But yeah, now we move over. So actually, we'll do one more from the NBA here before we move over to other sports. Uh, this one's my uh, pick from me. The Detroit Pistons are playing the Orlando Magic. Magic are a two-and-a-half-point favorite. We got <laughs> Um 
Uh, you know, it's just a little bit of a troll pick, but give me the magic. I'm laying the points here. I'll take the Pistons. Pistons plus two and a half. All right. Yeah. I like where you're going. Oh, All right. Pistons. Over to college basketball. You know, we're starting to get to crunch time here. The big yes. game of Sunday, Michigan at Ohio State. Over under 146 and a half total points in this game. Ooh. Uh, who is it? Who's playing who? Michigan, Ohio State. Michigan and Ohio State. <laughs> a, a I'm, for some reason, I'm thinking Wisconsin. I'm taking the under in this one. I'm taking the over. I'm taking the over in this one. Yeah. Ooh, that's that. That's tough going over in uh, college basketball. But, yeah. uh, but it still. does happen. But yeah. yeah. Well, under calling my name. You know me. I like my international flair. So final game we have here. We're going to oh, Syria. Benevento oh, no. is at Roma. Over under three goals for this game. I was first going to ask you what sport it is. Uh, Syria soccer. Oh, you, uh, over and under three goals. I'm going over. This is what I dislike because it could be push city over here. I'm going to take the under. You need that hook, yeah. Yeah, you need the hook uh, in that one. But I'm taking the under. There we here. go. All right, and this might be the biggest disgrace ever for this franchise. That's next and more. Where on Fox Sports Sunday here. History shows they're a joke. We'll get that in a minute. But first, it's time to say, wake up, America. It's that time. Yes, it's that time. It's Fox Another Sports one. Sunday. He's Brian No, I'm Andy Furman. Another there one. we go. One more. One more. All right. Wow. That'll get you up. All right. Okay. Enough. All right. Another one. Another one. Another one. We're broadcasting live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios. Call 1-888-FARMERS to switch, and you could save big on your auto insurance. It's really the best thing you could do with your phone in a few minutes. Just call 1-888-FARMERS and start saving today. We are farmers. All right. We've made it to hour number three, and that means Bo Benson's made it to hour 3B. Let me introduce my guy, my partner, my friend, the one and only... Brian, no! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello, B. What's up? Hey, man. Good to be with you. I am eating healthy this morning, Andy. uh, You always do. Not always. Not always. You know, sometimes Mm -hmm. I get down, I pour a bag of brown sugar on top of my oatmeal, stuff like that. Yeah, every now and then, apple cinnamon Nutri-Grain bars, which I don't know if it's the epitome of health, but I went with uh, apple. That's it. Just put peanut butter on an apple this morning, and then I'm just polishing off an orange right here. Good for you. Yeah. Good for you. Good Thank you. Vitamin C. There you go. By the way, one of the things my mom said, she is. She said many wise things, but I love this about fruit in the morning. She said it's like the extra point. Is that a great way to put it? Like you need more than just fruit in the morning to eat. If you add it on top of something, that makes sense. But if you're eating it alone, you're still going to be hungry. I thought it was right. a great way to put it. It's true. Exactly it's very true. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, I tell you, it's funny because we might need a laugh track for this Uh-oh. because I'm going to talk about the Houston Texans. And okay. really, when you talk about funny teams and dysfunctional teams, they may be close to the top. So we talk about the Houston Texans. Then you talk about the dumping. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> you talk about the dumping of DeAndre Hopkins and David Clowney. And they blew that 24 nothing lead against the Chiefs in the divisional round. It, it, it's, just a, it's just a comedy of errors. It really is. It's but recency that- bias is what oh. it is. It is. Like, look at some of these other teams, Andy, not to completely cut you off. But for a second, like this idea of Houston being the most dysfunctional. Uh, let me introduce you to the Jacksonville Jaguars, who were 1-15 <laughs> last season, right? right. Like, 
How many times have they made the playoffs in the last decade plus? Meanwhile, Houston is steadily winning the division left and right. How about the Lions? They have what? one playoff win in the Super Bowl era. Right, so I realized well, that Houston was a disappointing four and twelve last season, right. but good lord, the most dysfunctional? No they're way. Pretty, they're up. There is a there's a big party of them. There's Jacksonville, Detroit, Philadelphia, and Cincinnati. They all belong in that party. Right? I I think and I don't know which one's the worst, but they're all pretty bad and they're dysfunctional. But what what Houston did they almost self destructed by giving away these plays, the Andre Hopkins and hey, Jadavian Clowney. Listen, I hear you in terms of what you're highlighting. There have been many missteps. It isn't a oh, mystery yeah. why Deshaun Watson wants out. So I'm not trying to make it out to be they get everything right or everybody has it wrong. They're really stable. I'm not saying any of those things. I'm just saying it's an overreaction to say they're at the top of the list of dysfunction. That's all. No, they're on the list, though. I don't know if they're at the top, but they're on the list. No doubt. You just made the list. I love you that drop, list. by the way. Yeah. But perhaps the worst is that they're going to lose their face. There you go. J.J. <laughs> Watt wants out. <laughs> And that you know, and that, that's that's the he's the, out, Andy. He doesn't just one out. He got yeah, his wish. He's out of and there. That, that's the icing on the cake. It's right there. JJ Watt. I mean, he's the man. And honestly, I mean, like you mentioned it earlier today, he can still play. May not play at the top as he did years ago, but he can still play. He ranked fifteenth out of one hundred nineteenth for qualified pass rushes and pass rush win rate. Never heard of that stat until I just read it. Never heard of it. But I guess he he can still play. But the question is, where does he go? Or better yet. Where does he fit in best? That's the question. And you know, honestly, the the quarterback carousel has been a big topic of conversation. J.J. Watt's been pushed to the background. Not much discussion on J.J. Watt's future. Well, I mean, listen, it's the, the story hasn't gone to the next level. That's it with J.J. Watt is you'll get a little bit of, hey, the, the Browns are kicking around the idea or the Titans have made public statements, but like there hasn't been anything new. So it's not going to stay out there every single day where he's going to land, right? Like, I think it's interesting to think about who's going to make the play for him and also how much money he's going to make. I don't know what his contract is going to be. I still think that he can contribute. But uh, you look at some of these teams like the Packers. Do they make a move for him? Do they try to get him? Like, does he end up alongside Miles Garrett with the Browns and playing against his brothers with the Steelers? So, yeah, I mean, it's an interesting story. It just... There hasn't been anything new to push it to the next level. It's just we're in the same spot. We're in a holding Until pattern. now. Until now. Because I'm going to tell you where he's going. Are you ready? Sure. J.J. Watt's wife, Kelia Ojai, she hit on a pair of tweets the other day urging her husband to join the Chicago Bears following that release from the Texans. Now, you can laugh at that. You can say, why the Bears, okay? Well, his Thank you. His wife has a pretty good reason for wanting her husband to join the Bears. She plays professional soccer for the Chicago Red Stars. She signed with them in 2020 following six seasons with the Houston Dash. Watt has always said on many occasions that he is her biggest fan. Don't be surprised if he ends up with the Chicago Bears. All right? Uh, Okay, Andy. Now, here's the thing. Um... You're not the same as these college fans, but you're similar where they're like, hey, we just spotted Urban Meyer. He bought a wallet in Austin, Texas. He's coming to Texas, man. Look out. Here comes Urban Meyer. You know, all those stories that happen. This is similar. 
I understand you're connecting the dots and say, he's going to the Bears. Like, I I don't know. He wants to play for a contender. Are the Bears a contender? Who's their quarterback? His wife might be a better quarterback than Mitchell Trubisky. I'm not sure. Like, there are plenty of reasons. There are these things called airplanes where they take you places and you can then see your wife and you might not be that far away. If you're with the Packers, hop, skip it, and jump away from Chicago. So, no, I don't think because of this tweet he's going to Chi-Town. I think there's a good chance. But look, first of all, the Bears were a wild card team last year. They don't have a lot of cap space right now. And uh, honestly, you mentioned they don't know who their quarterback's going to be in 2021. But look, they do have an opportunity for him, obviously with the wife situation, but also I think it'll be a great joining of a union with Khalil Mack, with J.J. Watt and Khalil Mack. It'll be tremendous. If he wants to play for a contender, he should not go there. And that's what he said. He wants to play for a contender. So, no, I don't see that working out. Well, look, there's a bunch of contenders out there. Will they get him? I don't know. Uh, the Packers would be tremendous. But they have massive, massive cap issues, about $28 million overspent. So I don't know if the Packers are a legitimate team for him. The well, they're going to release some guys. They released yeah. Rick Wagner. They got rid of Christian Kirksey. They've already started that process. They also have to look at re-signing Corey Lindsley, who's a fantastic center. And I don't think they should, but they've got to uh, come to a decision on Aaron Jones, the running back, if they're going to shell out some dough for him. If they do, then there's left uh, there's less left over for a guy like J.J. Watt. Uh, so we'll see what they do. But like, don't let that fool you, Andy. If they want J.J. Watt, they can shed well, the salary right. to get him. They can do that. I'm going to throw out – did you mention the Rams? I think the Rams are a possibility. Let me tell you why I think the Rams are. Number one, they got the league's number one defense, and obviously what they're doing right now, they're going for the brass ring. They're going for the, they're going for the gusto. They're going for it all. And that's great. If you're a fan of that team, you love it because what they're doing. But you have Aaron Donald and J.J. Watt as tremendous. But they need J.J. Watt in a sense because their uh, Leonard Floyd, their number two sack guy – Last year, he's going to free agency. He's going to get some big bucks. He's not going to stay around. So I think there'll be an opening. I think J.J. Watt is a real possibility to go to the Rams. No way he goes to the Rams. They're $33 million over the cap right now. They're not shedding enough space. That's a lot of shedded space. They have all the dead money with Jared Goff, that deal. So, no, he's not going to the Rams. Their defense is good enough. Right? Their defense was one of the best in the league last season. They'd have to shell out too much and cut too much to get a guy like J.J. Watt. So, no, I don't see that happening at all. Even with the loss of Leonard Floyd? No, I do not see that happening. Do you think Floyd's going to stay? No, no. I don't don't care what gymnastics you do. I don't see J.J. Watt landing there. That's what I'm telling you. Okay, what about... I'm looking at the Baltimore Ravens because they're going to sack guy. <laughs> I thought we'd stop with the left track already. Hey, I mean, you asked for it. You requested I, it. I, I know, but I'm saying about the Houston Texans. Not every other team I'm throwing out there. But uh, I, I think that. That one makes at- sense. Baltimore yeah. makes sense to me. They've yeah. done this many times. They've gotten these free agents that are right. a little bit older, right? And they have a lot of dudes that are going to be free agents in the front seven. So, yeah, I could see that working out. That makes sense to me. Right. So we got the Ra- I'm putting a check next to the Ravens as a possibility. I'll tell you where I'd like to see him in Buffalo. Not so much that that's going to happen, but I'll tell you why. Can you imagine him getting involved with the Bills Mafia? How big would that be? That would be tremendous, really. He'd be right out there with them, jumping on tables. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, listen, I get it. They're one of the teams that have been rumored to maybe land him. Uh, What I think is interesting, Andy, is 
He's been in a 3-4 defense. This is geeky football uh, talk here, but he has been in a 3-4 defense, meaning three down linemen. So he's a defensive end, but he's more like a defensive tackle just because of the way that defense is run. So if he goes to a 4-3 team, right, where does he play? Is he right next to Miles Garrett while playing defensive tackle? Because I don't think... in. As old as he is and as many injuries as he's had, I don't see him being a rush defensive end in a 4-3, like going around a tackle. And right. I, I, I wonder where he lines up in a 4-3 if he goes to a team like that. Mm. What about the Seahawks, really? Because they haven't had really uh, big-time edge rushers since maybe Michael Bennett. Really? I think they could use but he's him. He's not an edge rusher in a four three. Like he's not that guy. He's a but, push the pocket. He's a like three four defensive end. He's like a Richard Sherman. Remember him right. with the Patriots? Yeah. Like he made his living in a three four. Richard Sherman was not a rush defensive end. That's not what JJ White is either. I mean, you know, I, I just think that the the uh, alignment of the defense is a po- is a problem why he's not getting these bites as I thought he would be. That could well, be a possibility. He's getting bites. Like there are many teams that are interested. It's just a matter of fit and dollars and cents. It's so it's not going to be cents. snap your fingers and he signs somewhere, or agrees right. to a deal. Uh, it's going to take a little bit of time. It's going to be a process. Well, and also, he's going to pick and choose. Like, why is he rushing right. into it either? Right. I'm looking at Tennessee, a team that only had 19 sacks the entire season. Oh last man, year. they they, they definitely him. need oh, him. They could use him. They really could. And you know what? They're a contender. I mean, come on, finalists both in 2019 and AFC South champs in 2020. I mean, really, they could use them. Well, they got to beef up the defense. There is no doubt. They had no pressure on the quarterback throughout the season. 19 Complete sacks bust with Jadavion Clowney. That didn't work out. Vic Beasley, that didn't, it just didn't work. They put a lot of money into those guys, and they didn't do anything. Right. So they need pass rush big time. They're like – the GM, John Robinson, when he's openly commenting about, yeah, we'd love to have it. Like, it just shows how desperate they are right now. They need pass rush. That would be huge for them. Let's go back. We, know we started this segment with the Texans. Let's go back to the Texans. Without J.J. Watt, and, <laughs> thank you, and without Deshaun Watson, how bad is that team going to be next year? Well, I think they're going to be comparable to what they were this past season. I need to see what their roster is. But, like, who do they trade Deshaun Watson to? Do they trade him to the Jets and get the number two overall pick and draft a guy like Zach Wilson? Do they draft him to the Dolphins and still end up with Zach Wilson at three overall? Who knows? It could go many different ways, but I'm just telling you, four and 12 is not exactly a high bar. I think they're going to be very similar record-wise in 2021 as they were this past season. You know, when I look at the stats and the numbers that Deshaun Watson put up and I see they finished four and 12, that's a shocker to me. Tremendous numbers, really, but four and twelve. And again, I said this to you several weeks ago. They could have been four and twelve without him. Well, they probably would have been maybe one and fifteen without him. Well, yeah. I mean, he put up great stats, and Deshaun yes, is did. a fine, fine quarterback. I, I'm not. Please don't misread this, but like some of that stuff is empty calorie stuff. If you're down by seventeen late in the fourth quarter oh, yeah, and you're seeing time. prevent defenses, like yeah. it's garbage time. It matters. Yeah. It has an impact. 
Right, it certainly does. And the, the players around you have a big-time situation, too, and he didn't have much to work with, that's for sure. So, you know what? It's interesting, and that's why the NFL during this offseason is going to be really, really interesting. The quarterback carousel, the J.J. Watts, and it kind of dwarfs, really, what's happening almost in other sports. It's all NFL all the time. Uh, sure. Yeah, like It's a big story. It's going to continue to be when you get quarterbacks on the move, on the open market, the Deshaun drama. It's interesting. Of course it is. So, yeah, it's going to be a huge story leading up to the beginning of the new league year, and then we just go right into draft talk. So it'll be seamless. It'll be good. I just want to say one thing, and then we'll roll on here. I've noticed this, that as years go on, the NFL talk continues longer and longer. It used to just be throughout the season, then maybe a little after the season and draft. Now it's like all the time. Andy, I mean, it's you been a 365 league for years now. This well, hasn't I, just happened. Every year it grows more and more. And you know what? The other sports shrink. I mean, there's no baseball talk whatsoever. You know, I heard one, one story the other day, I think it was on Wednesday, pitches and catches report, and that's it. That's it. I mean, it's the only story you hear. Baseball is dwarfed. It's out of the picture. NBA, I don't know. College basketball has been hurting because you don't know when the teams are going to play with the COVID situation. You know, we're getting geared up for Selection Sunday, of course. But other than that, you don't hear much about that. You really don't. It's, it's NFL all the time. I, I, what do you want me to tell you? This is no, the 900th installment of the NFL is more popular than the other leagues. We get it. Yes, it is. No, I say more popular as far as what people want to hear as far as talk radio. I think that's all they want to hear. I really do. But we move on. I mean, you, what what have you heard? Um, when you just listen to talk radio, you have your show during the week. Is it 90% NFL? No, no, not in a market like Portland. It's Blazers. Uh, Blazers. 80% oh. and other stuff. You know, It just depends, man. But yes, the NFL, it's talked about more than the other leagues and the other sports. It's more popular. We get so. it. All right, we get it now. Our, get us, you can get us on Twitter at the No Show at Andy Furman FSR or eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox eight seven seven nine nine six six three six nine. Nose picks at the end of this hour, but one star addresses an age old problem. That's next. This is my wife. It's the old double standard. We'll explain that in just about a minute. He is Brian No, I'm Andy Furman. We are Fox Sports Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. And we're live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio studios. Call Farmers today for a quote. All right, now let's get it on. D, are you ready? A little NBA talk. Draymond Green back in the news. And uh, interesting story. A lot of directional stories here. And this one goes in very different directions. He was upset the other night after his Golden State Warrior team defeated the Cavs. Guess what? It wasn't about an official's call. It was Andre Drummond, the center on the Cleveland Cavs. He was sitting on the bench and he came out in street clothes because the team wants to trade him. And I say you got to show a little more respect to Drummond than that. But Green in the post-game news conference claims when organizations do what is considered best for their long-term future, it's considered a business decision. When players do the same thing, it's considered unprofessional. He has a point there. He really does. But I don't think he understands the difference between ownership and players because who has the bigger investment, the player or the people who own the team? Well, I mean, listen, there's a huge investment involved with the players as well. But I get his overall point where, yeah, it's taken differently. His idea was or his uh, example was James Harden. If James Harden wants out of Houston and he's dogging it because he wants out, and fans just crush the guy, it's like, well, 
he's doing what's best for him. He's looking out for number one, right? Right. If you look at any organization, the Pistons sitting down Blake Griffin, if it's the Cavs sitting down Andre Drummond, they're looking out for their best interest as well. So, yeah, I get that there's a double standard. I understand his point. The one thing that I would add, though, is it's not as if Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond are going kicking and screaming into the night. Like, let me play right now. Why would they want to play and potentially get hurt and hurt their chances to get to another team? Like, And a fresh start, yes. Right, that's the only thing that I see differently where – it's not as if those guys are openly disagreeing, like, let me play. And then the organization's like, no, we're trying to trade you. They're totally fine with that decision as well. That's the only thing that I would just like to you know, point out. But I get his overall point where the narrative completely changes. It's not equal. It's a lot like, and you'll see this with people saying, honor the contract. They say that when a player wants more money or right, wants to right. be traded, but if an NFL team especially just rips up your contract, you don't hear nearly as many people saying honor the contract. So there are double standards in sports. And you know what? It's really interesting, and I'm really happy that he came out because this is the first time really an athlete did it. I'm sure he's good buddies with Andre Drummond because they were seen chatting prior before the end of the game, and then at the post-game news conference, he just unloaded. And that's fine. I mean, he, he makes some good points, but the point is this. The players need to be treated with the same respect. I don't think it's about respect. I mean, you're running a business and you don't feel as if Andre Drummond or Blake Griffin fit in your business model and you want to get rid of them so you don't play them. I have a bigger problem with the load management thing with guys sitting out every other day. I have a problem with that. Well, now you're getting into a different department, but I listen, I hear you. I think that, not to get completely off the rails, but to me, the load management whole phenomenon I get that there are benefits. I understand that. I'm not sitting here saying, there's nothing to this. It doesn't make any sense. There's no benefit. But there are drawbacks as well. And it's just looked at the upside where it's almost like Vegas betting lines in a way, right? Like we only look at when they're accurate. We don't hammer <laughs> Vegas when they're inaccurate and a team that's favored by three loses by four touchdowns. Like, we don't ever say, man, was Vegas sure off with that Super Bowl 55 line, right? Like, ah, the Chiefs favored? What was that about? Like, we never say that. It's just when they're right where, man, Akron against UTEP, that money, that line was right on the money. Like, that's how it is with load management. We only look at the upside. We never tend to look at the downside. And no, I think... Right. We Not only do we view the upside, many people embellish. It's like Bill Walton style. This is the wave of the future. You're adding three, four years onto the end of your career. It's I just don't think there's nearly as much out uh, that, that people make it out to be. There are benefits, but just it's not the fountain of youth that many right. people make it out to be. You're exactly right. I want to go back to the Draymond Green comments because it's great to comment and criticize. Give me a solution. What, what, should, what should be done? I mean, it's great. I hear what you're saying, Draymond, really, and I'm not totally against it. But to be treated with the same respect, have the same rights that the team can have? I don't think so. Well, what, what is, what's the answer? Well, I, I just think that um, it, it's like fair is fair. He's just saying if you're going to call the outside strike for teams, call the outside strike for players as well. So if you're not going to hammer the Cavs for sitting down Andre Drummond, well, then you should back off if James Harden wants out as well. That's what he's saying. 
And that's I believe that's how it should be. But, but James that, Harden that's just not realistic. It's not the way right. it's going to be, unfortunately. No, that's not going to happen. And James Harden was vocal about not wanting to be in Houston. I hadn't heard anything about Andre Drummond not wanting to be in Cleveland. It's Cleveland doesn't want him there. That that's It's a different animal. It really is. It's a completely different situation. And let's face it, Andre Drummond is not the starter James Harden is. Well, right. Yes. But... It- Sure, he's just using the Andre Drummond situation and pointing to James Harden and how a lot of people had a problem with James Harden just wanting to be traded to begin with. Right. And then how he went about getting traded. I, I get it. I understand that. But to Draymond's point, he's like, when these teams do what's best for them, we don't we don't hear them getting crushed. I guess if you want to keep it equal, Andy, if a team sat down a James Harden-like player, right? If you have a player of that stature like that wanted to be with the organization and the organization was like, no, 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 we're trading you. We're just going to go in a different direction. If it's apples to apples, I think you would get teams getting called out a lot more. I agree. The fact is you don't have those apples to apples situations because teams don't look to trade a star who wants to be there. It just doesn't happen. But I will say this, in the entire situation from the other evening when Cleveland was playing Golden State with the Draymond Green situation and Andre Drummond, I still think Cleveland should have showed him a little more respect. You don't, you're going to trade him? Tell him to stay home, really. Or, or leave him on the bench with his jersey on, with his uniform on. Don't have him come out there in street clothes. Show him a little more respect than that. I mean, he's like a stranger on the bench with street clothes. I didn't like that at all. I I don't know, man. It's one of these where there are better ways to break up with someone. Yes. But there's no great way. Like, it's still going to suck no matter what. You're right. So that's how I look at it with Andre Drummond. I don't know that there's a big difference if he's just in his uniform and not going on the court, right? Like, it's going to suck regardless. They're just looking at it. We can't have this guy risk injury, and then we can't trade him. Like right. I get what they're doing. And he should be happy, too. He, what, he wants to be traded, I'm sure. And if he goes to a new place to start right. a new start free, he's not going to go on an injury. Well, so. I think he is. That's the thing. But Draymond is basically saying, hey, back off the players who want to be traded because yeah. teams want to do things as well, and we don't hammer them. I get his point. He makes I sense. I do, too. Right, it didn't make sense there. I, when you get into the layers, it's pretty interesting, though, right? Like, what is the team version of James Harden wanting out of Houston? Where is it? Where's the productive star player who wants to be there? Let's take Damian Lillard with the Blazers. And he's playing great basketball. I want to be here. I don't want to go somewhere else. And the team is like, no, we're moving you and not playing <laughs> right. you right now either before we Well, J.J. Watt said he wanted to finish his career in Houston, remember, when he signed. That, that, that's what he said. Now he wants out. Okay, I, I but I, I'm just posing this. I'm just making the, the point that there isn't an apples-to-apples situation. Right. James Harden went out of Houston. What's the team version of that saying, hey, star player, we know you want to be here, but tough. We're sitting you out until we can trade you. It, it doesn't happen. It, it can't happen. It, it just doesn't fit in. It's, a, it's not congruent. It really right. isn't. Right. It's just, well, and also put it like this. What if Andre Drummond pulled a James Harden? Really? Like, what if Andre Drummond was like, get me out of Cleveland. I don't want to be here. Like, do you think people would be hammering Andre Drummond for saying that? No, he's Andre Drummond, right? That has a lot to do with it also. And they'll say, let him go. The team stinks anyway. Yeah.
There we go. All right. Brian No, Andy Furman together. We call it Fox Sports Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. And there's more controversy around this game than you may think. And speaking of controversy, here's Brian Fenley with the latest. <laughs> Andy, you were laughing about the dysfunctionally run Texans. Well, you were a dysfunctional father to me as your son, and that's no laughing <laughs> I matter. I still am. I know. I still am. No question about it. We've never met yeah. in person, and I'm 32 <laughs> years old. <laughs> Novak Djokovic is closing in on the all-time Grand Slam title record. He baffles Daniil Medvedev 7-5-6-2-6-2 at the Australian Open Men's Championship today. It's a beat today. down there, Brian Fenley. It was an obliteration demolishing. He beat it down, Medvedev, like he beat down his racket. Yes, did you see when Medvedev took his racket and just abused it against the ground, broke yeah. it in half? But Joker, know, Joker crushed his racket in a match a little bit earlier than the final. Yeah, yeah. He he is known, you know, he also took a tennis ball and mistakenly slammed it and hit a lines official. If you remember that. <laughs> right. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. Yeah. So Djokovic... Did he, were they trying to sue him? Did that happen? Do I remember that correctly? There was some discussion about it, but I, I don't think... They might have been murmurs, but nothing serious or... It's good that, to talk tennis with you. You know, we need a tennis segment. You know, there. let's do it, no. guys. No. No. Okay. No. Right. No. Anytime we get to a Grand Slam, I, I'm all for it. And, Andy, you should be more understanding because tennis usually has a big tournament in Cincinnati. So, Djokovic totals... Last year, they moved it to New York. <laughs> well, they moved it away because you were near oh, and they didn't want go. anything yeah, to do with you. you were against it. You oh. weren't embracing yeah. it, Andy. Yeah. I've been to that tournament since then. It's pretty good. Really? I don't want a weekly tennis segment. Yeah. And, I, and honestly, I don't know why you weren't doing it for TV in Australia. I don't know why you weren't there. Oh, well, that's kind of you. One day, you know, that's certainly I something so. down the road. I'd, I'd yes. be honored and grateful for that. You should. Yeah. Uh, I, but also, yeah, appreciate you for all your support over the years. Wow, listen how yeah. serious it's gotten. Yeah. Listen, anything tennis-related and you get serious <laughs> on this, Brian. Well, because tennis brings out that, that prim, that, that proper. <laughs> you can't use all the funny action verbs with tennis because it's a serious matter. You know, it's, right. a, it's a different kind of way of doing things. So, uh, Djokovic, guys, 18 majors now, two away from the most, held by Rafa Nadal and Roger Federer. In the NBA last night, the Heat shove away the Lakers 96-94. Kendrick Nunn lubricating Miami's offense with 27 <laughs> points. The Suns connect on a team record 24 three-pointers to disrespect the Grizzlies 128-97. Russell Westbrook notches a triple-double. Bradley Beal throws down 37 points as the Wizards X out the Trailblazers 118-111. The Hornets hush up the Warriors 102-100. Terry Rozier banging in the game winner. In college basketball, number one Gonzaga drops an anvil on San Diego 106-69. The Zags 22-0 and unranked Duke gets a home win against 7th ranked Virginia 66-65 thanks to some stout defense down the stretch. And finally guys, in the NHL the Avalanche debunk the Golden Knights 3-2 outdoors at Lake Tahoe. The game had to be postponed in the early goings when the ice started to melt and the sun came out during the day. So they had to wait like eight hours to complete the action. And they finally got it in. They finally got it in when it was colder. Who would have thought, you know, who would have thought? Back to Brian No and, and to our good friend Andy Furman, who drives around in a Lincoln town car. 
No, I don't, but we move on. I'll see you in the house later. Hey, is it the right thing to do? We'll talk about that in just about a minute. He's Brian No. I'm Andy Furman. And, of course, welcome back to the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios. Call 1-888-FARMERS to switch, and you could save a bundle on your auto insurance. So we have Brian No's nose picks in less than five minutes right now. But let's talk a little about this. To play or not to play, that is the question, B, because the NBA All-Star Game is set for March the 7th. Many players think the game shouldn't be played. Even the mayor of Atlanta told people, do not party, stay away. But you know as well as I do, it's the green monster, guilt, money rules, and that's why they're going to play. TNT wants that money. They got to do it on TV, and that's what they're going to do. They're going to play. Yeah, so what's the question? You're wondering if players are going to sit out this thing? I wonder if they would. They don't want to play. No, nah, I don't think so. I think they're going to be like, this sucks. We shouldn't be doing this but ultimately they're going to play. I, I don't see it. Do you? Do you think players are going to sit out and not play? Look, they played the entire season. Why wouldn't they play in the All-Star game? And I think they're afraid of getting the heat of not playing because they'll be singled out. They don't want that. They'll play. Uh, should they play? I don't know. Why, why would you no. not play that game and play every other game? I, no, I don't get like, it. I look at it like this, Andy. The All-Star game, it's a luxury item. If you look at a car, There are things that are a necessity. The engine is a necessity. All right. You got to have it. Uh, A backup camera. That's a luxury. It's nice, but you don't have to have it. That's what the all-star game is. It's the backup camera of the (laughs) NBA season. You don't need it. And also without fans there, it's a fan event. I know you can say games are also, but the dunk contest, right. the three-point contest, the skills competition, like how's the skills competition going to go down with nobody in attendance? Right? Like it's just if there was ever a season to punt on All-Star weekend, it was this season. And they're just trying to jam it in. I don't buy all this talk about revenue and I know they want to recoup revenue and they don't want to lose more. I get all of that. But is this going to make or break the NBA's bottom line? No. Did the Pro Bowl make or break the NFL season? No. The NFL looked at it and said, we could play the game. We've played 256 regular season games and all the playoff games. We could make it happen. But why? If there's ever a time to say, yeah, let's get them next year. That was it. The NFL did it. I think the NBA should be doing the same thing. Right. And the commissioner, Adam Silver, says uh, he says it's the right thing to do, besides a lot of criticism uh, with the COVID uh, pandemic going on right now. But the NBA is going to require their players to self-quarantine at home, uh, with some uh, some exceptions, obviously, from the 27th of February until they leave for Atlanta on the 6th of March. And they're going to be required to stay at the All-Star Hotel while in Atlanta, outside of when they are participating in All-Star events at the arena, part of what the NBA is deeming yeah. a mini-bubble in Atlanta. Look, so- a- Andy, it's one of these deals where, I mean, this could go off without a hitch. It's possible. I they could so. have this whole... Sunday or it's on a Sunday, right? Is it Saturday or Sunday? Sunday. Sunday. Okay. It's March 7th. I want to say March 7th. Okay. But let's just say it works out like no one contracts COVID. There's no contact tracing. It could happen, but it's not worth the risk. Like why you've had 30 games postponed because of COVID. So why, why would you risk that? Why would you risk that someone contracts COVID and now we got contact tracing going on with the best players in the game meeting in one spot and then going back to their respective teams. Why? Like, because it goes off without a hitch, cross your fingers, that's what happens. 
is it still worth the risk? Like, I could no. go to a rave tonight maskless and not contract COVID. That doesn't mean it was a good idea to do so. No, it's like you say, the NBA All-Star Game is a luxury. It's a backup camera. So for a luxury event, and no fans, as you mentioned, going to be there, you're going to risk guys like uh, LeBron, uh, right. Giannis, and all these superstars. All these sure. And, and, and they'll and ruin the season. One day for an All-Star Game can ruin the season. But again, well, it's the mighty buck that's making them play. Yeah, I mean, it would it, it could affect the season. And I also think this, too. If you're polling an about face, because initially they said, no, nah, we're not going to do this thing. And then at the last minute, they're like, we should do this thing. <laughs> it's like, right. you, these players were geared to not have this. And I also right. think last night we're watching the Lakers in the heat. Think about this, Andy. You had the shortest turnaround in NBA history from the bubble ending to this season beginning. Exactly. And you look at the Lakers in heat. I know that Miami, they've had COVID issues. They've had injury issues. But they are almost at full strength. They're having a hard time winning games. They're 13 and 17, Andy. Could it be a little bit to do with the short off season? Look at the Lakers. Even before AD's injury, they're playing a bunch of overtime games. They're not quite sharp. They lost two straight already. You're right. Right. I I see it. I think there's an impact of of the shortened off season. So I'm just saying, for the the players that will be in this All-Star game, it's better for them to rest up, not travel anywhere, I don't want to make it sound like it's going to be the biggest workload ever getting a few minutes in the all-star game, but the travel, just going from point A to point B, it's better to go home, recharge, second half of the season. I I think it hurts the Lakers and Heat in particular. You're right. At the end of the day, the NBA is in the business of making money, so it's not super surprising to me or anybody else that the league is moving ahead with the all-star game and the plans for the game. That's it, and we move on ourselves. He's Brian No. I'm Andy Furman. Together, this is Fox Sports Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. It's time for Lent, but you won't believe this. That's next. Nose picks coming right up. That's Brian No, I'm Andy Furman. This is Fox Sports Sunday, and we're live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio studios. Call 1-888-FARMERS, and you can save a whole lot of something on auto insurance. The top of the hour, 9 o'clock Eastern, Mike Harmon, LeVar Arrington. Listen to them on the iHeartRadio app on Sirius XM 83, and of course, on many of these same Fox Sports Radio affiliates. But now, it's time for Nose Picks. Are you ready for it? Sparky, here's the deal. Are you in desperate need of gambling insight? Do not fear, for Brian No is here. Yes, yes. And now the time has come for No's Pick. Very successful beginning of NBA betting last week for me, Andy Furman. Three and oh, that is right. Three and oh, no. Just cash registers left and right. We're going to try to build off that momentum. I've got three NBA picks for you today, okay? OKC, minus two at Cleveland, lay the two. The Cavs are a disaster. They've lost nine in a row. Give me the thunder. I'm looking at Milwaukee. They have been brutal lately. I'm going to be bold here. you got to lay ten and a half against the Kings. The Kings are brutal. I look for the Bucs to break out in a big way. I'm laying the ten and a half. Some say you're crazy. you got to be radical. I'm going to be radical over here. And also this, a great degenerate bet for you, Andy Furman. The Minnesota Timberwolves. They're taking on the Knicks today. The Timberwolves' first quarter team total is 27 points. I'm taking the under. Yeah, baby. This group gets after you on the defensive end. I love it. Give me the under first quarter for Minnesota. Well, I'll tell you what I know. That's the dumbest 
that I ever heard of. Three for three, Chris. You're going to eat your words. It's time to go your own way, though, Andy Furman. What do you here have Here I go. Today? I tell you what, you know, Lent is here. The 46 days of Lent began, and a guy in Ohio is mocking the tradition of Lent by giving up solid food for the 46 days and getting the majority of his sustenance from beer. Del Hall of Cincinnati said his Lent diet includes only beer, Water, black coffee, and herbal tea. And as of this Friday morning, his weigh-in, three days on his diet, he was down 5.8 pounds. He says, I only have three to five beers a day. It's not like I'm drinking constantly. If you eat your standard diet, it gets boring. You don't eat the same thing every day, so I'm definitely not going to drink the same thing every day. Good luck to you. Go ahead, B. All right, I got a couple for you. First off, I'm a sucker for stories involving meth. Okay, this is a story of Breaking Bad coming to life. Former Australian Olympic swimmer Scott Miller busted at his home in Sydney. Police found methamphetamine concealed in eight candles last month. I didn't realize meth was as affordable as it is. Yeah, I didn't realize (laughs) that. But listen to this quote from Detective John Watson. He says, for all intents and purposes, they looked like regular candles, but they weren't laced with fragrance. They were laced with death and misery. How about that? (laughs) So the swimmer gets busted. I got another one for you. Taking you to the Ukraine. A lot of weather over there. 20 inches of snow on the ground. So there was a guy, he was sick of the snow. And so he made up this false story that he murdered someone and he was confessing to the murder. He said that he stabbed his mother's partner in the chest, killing him. And he told the cops, hey, bring a snowplow when you get here. So he's just trying to get the road cleared. They found it was a false complaint, so he's busted for that. There we go. Our time is up. We thank you for yours. See you next week right here on Fox Sports Sunday. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct, but most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 